I pressed the start button. There we go. Okay. Right, welcome to Toon Talk. Andrew Davis from Toon Talk Radio. How's everybody this evening? It's been an interesting weekend involving all the northeast clubs, obviously predominantly Newcastle. But if you want to listen to us, it's www.toontalk.co.uk, and you can also catch us on www.novaradio.co.uk, and you can also send us any questions to the show uh, to me at Andrew14AD. Or you can also send us um, messages to our uh, Toon Talk Radio Twitter as well. So we've got a bit of a, a bit of a scratchy show tonight. I've just got in from work, so we're all ready to go. I've got Neil Mitchell calling in from Dubai. Good evening, Neil. Impatiently on the phone from Dubai. Hey, you know what it is? <laughs> you're in the background. You're slowly morphing in that Alan Partridge. People <laughs> yeah, the warm up you're doing in the background when I dial in. It's like, ah, oh, you're a tiger. Ah, come on, focus, focus. Okay, well, I've got this, I've got a vision of you doing sort of like squat thrust in your pants, which is going to live for us for the rest of my life and pop into my head at inappropriate moments. But there you go. How are you? I'm right? not too bad, actually. Well, you know, I've a bit of a manic. I've, I've been in uh, Meadowell today doing some work down there. So getting from there back to here isn't the easiest. So... Um, I was caught in two minds what I was going to do. So, you know, it's like when you cash United, it's never one thing or the other. It's always something going on. We can never quite get the bottom of it. But it's been a quite an interesting weekend. I must admit, I must admit the the shadowy presence of Mr. Ashley has ever kneeled coming to the fore to the fore as well. But there's so many different things going on. But it's journalistic drama for the sake of putting words in newspapers. I'm sorry. You want a reasoned <laughs> argument about it? Read Scott Wilson's comments on Twitter today. I did actually read I read um, a few things what he said. the bull that's out there. It's an island of sanity in the middle of it all. It just, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Rafa's still making the decisions about who comes in when. What he's not going to be able to do is sign a boatload of 30-year-olds, which I don't think he would have done anyway. I think I think that there, there is an overall football plan that I would imagine Rafa's bought into and helped to shape overall anyway. And I, I, It's panic for the sake of panic's sake. Seem to be born out of the fact that we're carrying a load of injuries and we're, we're short of players for the forthcoming cup replay, but really, seriously... Everybody needs to take a leaf out of Dad's army and don't panic. Just calm the hell down. We've got bigger things to worry about. Not let 
being stirred into a mate actually frenzy right now is the last bloody thing we need. We've got to show a bit of, you know, decorum and just rise above and get on with it. I don't think, I genuinely don't think anything's essentially changed. So it, it's, it's a, it's not even a mountain out of a molehill, it's a mountain out of a pinhead. Sorry. Let's get to the crux of it, I suppose, when it comes to that one, because obviously Newcastle played the weekend, but uh, I think when it comes to the, the journalist in question, it came from the um, the mail, and I'm just forgetting the guy's name, actually, but uh, uh, the, the, uh, we did ask him to come on the show this evening, I can imagine, Neil Moxley, uh, if you want to listen to what he says, uh, he's available at Neil underscore Moxley uh, on Twitter, if you want to check what he's saying. I think the one thing, um, I must admit, when I read it, I it, it, as usual, there's never any quotes with anything that Mike Ashley says, so let's get that out there first of all. Um, when you look at the piece, obviously I've read, read so many pieces from Craig to Craig Hope to Lee Ryder to Mark Douglas to Scott Wilson and various, so many others. I look look um, from um, the, the Guardian as well. So there has been a lot of things going on. Um, as with Newcastle, there are lots and lots of things going on. Uh, we'll get to more a lot of them in the moment. Uh, but I'll bring in uh, I'll bring in a regular uh, caller, Steve Hasty, on the line. So obviously, Steve, you probably realise what's been said with regards to Mike Ashley. But there are so many things to go through tonight. Good evening, Steve. Good evening. Um, th- obviously, Neil's just um, talking about um, Neil Moxley uh, with, his, with, him, with him talking about the, um, the, the, the Mike Ashley shenanigans. Who I, I must admit, when I first heard the story, obviously, you and Neil can go back and forth on it, but I must admit, the, the, for my personal reasons... Since I've come back to the US, I have stayed away, in essence, obviously once or twice to go at the match when I kindly got tickets from, from Steve. But I, that guy makes my blood just run cold. And the fact that he's, um, he's now come back on the scene, which he's entitled to as an owner. We, we all know he's the owner. He has been getting some great publicity from Newcastle fans for him not being involved in being standoffish with, with the club, which is fine and dandy by me, I must admit. But as soon as he comes around, gets involved in Newcastle United and starts throwing his weight around it, because there is a substantial bit of weight, um, not just regards his money either, but as soon as something comes out, you always think it's going to be pushed. Like he is, For me personally, I can't go to that club. He, make, he, he makes me feel like I've been kicked in the balls every time some, something, some, sometime he does something or something that we don't agree with. But the one thing he got right and Lee Sean he got right was bringing Rafa Benitez into this team, giving them the full spectra of power which you need in any club. That, to me, is what Newcastle have always needed. All fans realise this. And the fact that he comes in and I don't know about you, Neil, uh, uh, Neil and Steve, when, he, when I heard the news, we did, everybody, I think, uh, kind of said, oh, it's rubbish. The, mail, the, the, the mirror has be, said a few things, and this particular guy, Neil Moxley, uh, has said a lot of things that haven't been strictly true, or been wired the mark, whatever you want to, whatever you want to go with. But as soon as the, the local media um, 
came in and actually gave credence to what's actually happened with regards to, to Mike Ashley. And a lot of them are saying nothing's changed. Well, the fact that um, the, the meeting has been confirmed, and, and I, I probably presume that there, there are other meetings taking place in the transfer window. Um, the one thing I don't want to hear from Mike Ashley, if he's actually said it, is that we're going to go back to the same old policy. Well, the same old policy, to me, um, was to give Rafa Benitez control and not to go back to the the past where we've uh, always seemed to, you know, get players, young players, and turn them into, you know, they, they, they play for us, they play well, and then we sell them on. That's all to me. That's always been the case of any club. Always. I don't care who it is in the league. We make them better. We sell them on. Um, that's just been, poly- that, that's been... That's life. But with Mike Ashley, it's always been with the undercurrent of not investing in the club. I could go on and on. But anyway, tell me, Steve, before I bring in, obviously, you talk to, to Neil. Give me your thoughts on, on that. This is just one subject. We've got, uh, you know, Andres Tanzer could be coming back to Newcastle. We won the weekend. What do you think, Steve? <laughs> There's an awful lot there, Andrew. That went on and on. Um, Could have went on. <laughs> yeah, he, he invest. I mean, you're talking about investment. With, as you say, players come and players go. You know, we we move we move forward. As long as the clubs move forward when these changes are taking place, I think there's a there's a sort of sea change among among the fans in terms of the uh, the, the attitude towards Mike Ashley and 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 where we're going. And I think the fact that Rafa's still there and Rafa's doing what he is doing and we're moving forward um, on the pitch uh, and we think we're moving forward off the pitch as well um, so we bought Shelby you know we spent 12 million he invested 12 million last January in Shelby we bought you know we, we, we bought Gale by 10 million we bought Richie by 10 million so we can't say that we haven't invested mm-hmm. we, we made we made money on, on players uh, like Wijnaldum who we bought for 14 and, and we sold by 25 yeah, we made it. We made 28 million on on Sissoko, who's not pulling up any trees down in Tottenham, who we paid three, four, and we sold by 30. So that's the, that's it. I can understand, uh, you know, people's angst and people's annoyance and 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 people questioning what's going on. But until unless we unless we were in that meeting, unless we know what you know specifically has been said, and and if Rafa comes out and says I don't want to be here anymore, this is not the the, the deal that I signed up to. Um, until then, I'm I'm not unduly concerned by what I'm reading in, in one or two of the newspapers and then other other purporters um, conflicting it or or not picking it up in the same way or coming out with their own spin on it. So I, unless unless I hear something uh, to the contrary, and I'm here tonight, who knows? Um, um, my my powder is kind of dry on this one because. Uh, I concentrated on the fact that we we played a game on on Saturday, um, we won away from home. That's our tenth away win um, on my travels. Um, it was a dogged, uh, you know, all hands to the pump display. We've got players out with the African Nations Cup. We lost three players due to injury, um, and yet we still managed to to score uh, two goals. Only conceded the one. Walk away with a three points and go top of the league. Neil. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, Andrew, I'm going to say it. I think you have fallen straight into exactly what they want, and that's to get a reaction. Let's wave the Mike Ashley name around and watch the Newcastle fans dance, and then we've got a story. Whether there's, a, whether there's anything to it or not, we've got a story. 
and then we've got quotes and we've got things online and we've got reaction on comments in the story we've got reaction on twitter we've got this reaction we've got that reaction and it, it, it's an easy feed we're an easy lot to get wound up because it's an easy button to press and you know as well as anybody he's not my favorite person yeah. and, and steve knows as well as anybody some of the things we did in the times when we had our meetings with Derek Lambias and some of those meetings were not nice, not mm. nice at all. Mm. Um, and and yet we still managed to, 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 to not burn all the bridges and, and, and actually build some of them back again subsequently. But it, I, I just just think you've got to look at the credentials of that, the individual that's brought well, it has story. It has been confirmed, really, Neil. last eight stories on your Castle United have been utter bunkum. <laughs> bunkum. They haven't even been anywhere near the mark, let alone Alan, Alan Oliver's wide of the mark. And so, um, confirmed in what way, Andrew? That has been a meeting. The, I mean, the, Neil, I think, I think the, story, the, story about, the story about Alonso last week was probably nearer the mark than the story, than the story yeah. that we've got at the moment. We know where the story from about, about uh, sorry, not, not Alonso, about... Torres, yeah. We know where that Aye. came from, you know. And, and yet, yep. you know, yeah, exactly. And and, and when, when I, I don't know about you, but when I when I saw the the, uh, the the little piece on Saturday or late Saturday Sunday about about this, I thought it was another Tom. <laughs> Honestly, so. well, I mean, <laughs> like and like I say, Andrew, confirmed in what way? Owner of football club meets with manager of football club and managing director of football club to find out what's going on with the, the club that he's put all his money into. I mean, that's not a story. That's not a story. I'm sorry. Um, they've d- dressed it up as owner of football club wants to interfere. Well, do you know what? Stick with the owners in the football clubs um, in places like Hull who are messing on with stuff. Mm. Why is it always us? Why do you always want to drag us up? Why? Because A, we sell newspapers, we sell print, we get clicks online, we get clicks in ads, we get clicks here, clicks there. We're a bigger news because mm. they'll, they'll stand telling me we're not a big club, yet they'll make as much money as they can out of every ounce of scrap of a bare story they can drag through because they're going to get us lot wound up. And, and, and this, is, this is what happens. And we've got to learn to be smarter than that. And on the face of it, what's changed? Do you know the only thing that's changed? And it's an opportunistic thing here. Mm. We, we have, we've got off to a stutter in the transfer window where targets, where loan targets that we had lined up have actually been directed elsewhere by that, by that, with that owner clubs. And that's not, not our fault. It's, it's what they, they, those, those clubs are up to. And so, therefore... There may be a shift of thought for this window. Well, there's a thing. Miss out on original targets. Shift thought for the window. Well, wouldn't that be original to see Newcastle actually adapt and do something a little outside the box? I, d- I just don't see it as a story. I really don't see it as a story, Andrew, because until we see evidence otherwise, until we see hard hard fact or hard evidence with our own eyes that something palpable has changed that club I'll tell you what will happen if something like that happened in that club Rafa Benitez will walk out mm. I think that's, that's that's I think well, I think when we all saw it like I think it was Saturday night wasn't it when the, there was mumblings that, that Neil put out there Neil Moxley by, from the mirror yeah, and, I, and I did wait because the thing is you, you don't you, you kind of you never 
you never take it for being gospel anyway. Let's be honest. But um, and then you and then you know everybody's waiting for the I suppose it, the the northeast media to come out and say, well, okay, uh, has it got any legs? Well, the only reason I think the reaction straight away was because we for probably the first time uh, Mike Ashley two games running has obviously came to watch his team. It's I always I always find it a little bit difficult to say that because you know in essence it's not his team. He pumps money into it. Um, he's made. He, I would suggest it was um, Lee Charnley that made the decision to go for Rafa Benitez. I don't know Lee and I met him, uh, but I, I do believe it was a gutsy call, probably the only call they could make. But with Newcastle United, you never know. I think when it comes to that rumor and subsequent story. I think we all we all think yes, it's a story, um, and it's probably it is. It's been confirmed that the obviously meetings have taken place between the owner and Rafa Benitez, which you know to me isn't. You're right in a in a way, Neil. It's not a story because they're obviously having discussions. I think the a lot of the things that was said about it was to to, to bring in um, uh, Graham Carr. To the, to the story again. Well, Grim Cars never went away. So, uh, but I think the the wording was slightly salacious. Was to to more or less saying, okay, we're going to bring Grey Car Grim Car in uh, to a bit of a, a more of a major role and to go back with the model of what Andrew. If you listen to what they've said all along, Grim Car was always involved in the transfer process with yeah, Rafa Benitez. Yeah. Always. I agree. So again, no story. Where's the story? I don't see it. Yes, well, people are frustrated how, that the wind well, haven't got how many, off to a flying start. How many of the local guys have come out and said that uh, in, in, in repeated what, what the... the Daily Mirror report. I read Simon Bird, who's from the Daily Mirror, and mm. I, I read Simon's spin on it this afternoon, um, which certainly didn't come over um, as strong or as um, as forthright as the as the as, as Neil Moxie's story. Um, in fact, it was it was very much sort of um, or could be read as as totally the opposite. You know, meeting uh, had taken place, everything just. Everything's carrying on. Um, I mean, you look at the ages of the players were bought. You look at the age of Shelby. You look at the age of Gale. You know, you look at the age of Richie. And that, and you know, these are these are these are young lads. That would, the only one that, that that's not is is, uh, is um, the centre forward. You know, he's the only one. <laughs> and and uh, he went. And sc- he scored the goals in the last two games. Mm. You know, uh, and he's he's thirty odd, and he was bought in for a specific purpose uh, because it, it Rafa plays one up front. He plays either a little man or a big man. Um, Rafa Rafa's got his people out there continually. I, I I was in I was in their company a couple of weeks ago. It was during the, during the Christmas period, and and you know I was I was hearing conversations about Rafa and his transfer policy and who he rings up. And you know, Rafa Rafa makes a phone call to to his guys, and he asks them about particular players. Mm-hmm. Somebody contacts Rafa about the player, he immediately goes to his um, own group of people, and I'm sure Graham calls one of them. Graham Carr be the one who he sends out to watch, but he has mm-hmm. other people who are involved within the transfer dealings who he asks to to find out about the player, about their character, do they feel as though that player can fit in? Um, 
Rafa then decides uh, whether to dismiss that or whether to, to take it forward and put it up to the board and say, you know, this is the player I want to get. Um, how much money do you think we've got that we should be spending? Rafa will throw his penny in, his hat into the ring and say, you know, well, you know, I've got a, I've got X amount of budget. I don't want to waste it all on that player because I've got two or three that are coming in. If I can get this player for that, then fair enough. And, and that's the way transfer dealings operate at Newcastle United now. Um, and Mike Ashley has to be one part of the cog um, because he's the money man. And we did read not very long ago, I think it was, what, eight or nine days ago that... that Ashley's pumped uh, another mm-hmm. thirty million or made thirty million pound available. That was a story that 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 had legs for about a day and a half, and then, and then went away. You know, I, I agree absolutely one hundred percent with what Neil's saying that, that this is this is paper talk. It's people out uh, reporters from from newspapers looking to to sell print, looking to make a name for themselves. Uh, Reporters who have nothing to do with Newcastle United, by the way. Reporters who support the likes of Aston Villa. Reporters from the Midlands coming up and writing about Newcastle United as though it's some sort of exclusive. And so they're hiding around the streets of Newcastle watching what's going on and they've got the place bugged. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, that, the, what we should be concentrating on is what happened on Saturday, the injuries that we've got, what sort of formation can we put out on Wednesday? Do we, can we second guess what Rafa will do there? Would he... Will he risk Daryl Murphy and, and play him as a lone striker? Or will he save Daryl Murphy for the game on, on Saturday because this is a cup match, it's a replay? If he does, uh, who would he bring in as a centre-forward? You know, Will he play Perez up front on his own and will he fill the midfield? We've lost Hayden, we've lost Atsu, who's away on Champions League duty, we've got the Army. Is this why we've got Sammy Art and Yamiobi coming back, which I think nobody could have seen coming, you know, absolutely 100%. Perhaps uh, Bap Shula's going to sign a short-term contract for us for a couple of weeks. God knows, <laughs> you know. Th- th- this is this is what is should be getting Newcastle fans talking about and buzzing, not worried about what's happening in the boardroom or what may speculate might, what, that might be happening in the boardroom about... Money that may or may not available, and as Neil says, if if all of a sudden we hear that Rafa has decided to walk, that's when we start to panic. That's when the 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 the, the protests will start again, and that's when we'll know what Mike actually really feels about Newcastle United. You know, um, but until then, it should, well, that's the crux of it. I think that, over, you know? that, that's the, well, that's the crux of it, isn't it, uh, Stephen Neil? It's like I think with all the will in the world. That was the story. That's what he. Gen- I think he. He. It was a that's, story. Um, it, that's it, that's it, what it, he's it, trying it, to do, and I to think that's what really. That's what he, Andrew, that's what he's hinting at. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. that's what yeah. he's hoping we will exactly. pick up on, get an uproar about. But yeah. do you know what? If that had all that had happened, uh, I would actually lay very good money. If I still had a mortgage, I would lay that mortgage on. Rafa already walked. Because he doesn't need it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't need it. He's here. He, he's at Newcastle for his project. It's a it's a heart overhead decision. He's he's done everything in the game really he could. Very little else for him to do. He he's he wants to buy in and buy into this idea of creating Newcastle United as it should be. And I think if he's got any hint that that's being taken away from him, yeah. um, he'll be out the door. Well, put it this way, he'll be through the door before it has a chance to hit him on the arse. 
<laughs> I think I must have when you, when you, let's because be honest when we first saw it and it's been it's been it's not just him though is it like obviously the other it's not just Neil who I, I did ask, ask to come on the show but it was a bit too late in the day for him to come on I think but um, when, when it comes to you know the, the fact that we are on the window the fact that you know Ashley had been the last couple of games which is fair enough um, I think um, the fact that the market has gone crazy um, you know, I think I expected more players to be in than what. Well, we haven't got anybody in really. We've got, but we've got Sterry in. We've got uh, we've got Sammy back in. You know, I, I did. I and I've been led to believe it's going to be McCarthy. They're looking to bring in, and uh, I, I, at that time we weren't being linked with Townsend, but now, now we're being linked with Townsend. So I, I think it's a lot of these rumours are going to come around. And you're right. I think Rafa Benitez. He's bought into everything that all, all. I can't believe my mother's ringing me. Hold on, one <laughs> Mom, I'm on the radio show. I'm on the radio show. I'll talk to you a bit. Press the right button. I can't believe she rang me. But like, um, I think when it comes to when it comes to everything that's to do with Newcastle, I think um, the, the problem is always going to be there uh, until somewhere along the line. Says Mike Ashley says, "Okay, I'll, I'll I'll keep this going, but I'll leave." Which he's always said, hasn't he? I will leave the day-to-day operations with the people I put in charge. Now that can only, and he, and he has said that on multiple occasions. He he wants to leave. He wants to leave Newcastle to be run um, the way that he wants it to be run, but it's never going to go away. This because the fact that he has been that when he's out the line like with Newcastle, it's. No, especially with Rafa there, it's a home run in every way, shape or form. But anybody that comes out there and has a story in Newcastle, as you said, Neil and Steve, it's always bigger. It becomes bigger because we are a humongous club. And I think with Rafa Benitez having such trust, uh, you know, look, look, look at the result on Saturday. I think both of, I think all of us have been hinting and wanting Daryl Murphy to be, you know, Involved in the first team after his his many injuries he's had since he came to Newcastle, and the fact that he's come in, he scored a couple of goals. Again, Rafa's policy uh, of bringing in certain players um, should be applauded, and it I'm thankful for it. Um, the one player who's now being linked with Newcastle, I don't quite understand that one. I understand the merits of it. But what do you think on the fact that Andros Townsend is being linked with coming back? Um, the fact that this is when um, Sam Allardyce normally plays the field and brings in players um, to, to revolutionise this club. What's your thoughts on, on that one, Neil? Then I'll get to Steve. Um, lazy, easy journalism. Player moves to Crystal Palace because of Premier League, blah blah blah. Regret wants to come back, you know, playing left back, whatever he's playing, probably, you know, it, nah. And I don't know if he'd be welcomed back by um, a section of the, of, the, of the crowd. From certainly from what I've seen, the reaction through Twitter on and off when I've been able to get on and off through the day to day, as I've had a hell of a busy day to day. But catching up with it, I think it's. Uh, um, risk 
Um, mm. It's a risk both ways. Um, certainly, he has the ability, we've seen it, he has the ability to tear this division apart. And he is in many ways what we need. We need something else, something different like that. But, mm. um, phew, I don't know. Um, I really don't know. They say he should never go back in time and time again. That does raise its head in football. Um, so I, I'm I'm a little indifferent to it. I think is the, the, the it, kind is, way to put it. Steve, do you think he's a? Obviously, he he doesn't come like when you look at uh, Sam Allardyce's teams, he does um, mainly play on the counter attack anyway, and I think he took off Townsend when they were only one nil down at the weekend, which which I think what surprised me because he has been coming on and off the bench and he did start one game against Arsenal, I think. But um, I personally would love him to come back. I think um, I think as a player, he brings dynamism. He just, you know, he, he can't, he, he's got a, he's got a good, you know, both, he's, well, he's good, both, both feet, he's, he can, he can do anything in, in good places. And I think, um, he has that will to do it, but I think it's, it hasn't been long since he left. I think he's only been less than, than six months. We understand the reasons because several players left. I think out of a lot of them, he was the one player we didn't want to go. I think. But uh, Steve, what do you think on Andros? Because it's an inter- It's a very much interesting one. It can be clickbait. I think that as well. Um, I haven't seen many of the local journalists say there's definite interest there. Normally, there's something brewing. Um, but uh, it's an interesting one, nonetheless, Steve. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one simply because it's Andros Townsend. Uh, it was Crystal Palace. He wasn't getting a game. They signed him, and then, mm. the, then Pardew decided not to play him. Pardew hauled him off at half-time in a couple of games. Mm. He, he sat on the bench. He's done nothing for six months since he left Newcastle. Mm. Newcastle are riding high. He's probably, if, if there are... Oh, if there is any any will for him to want to come uh, and play football, he's probably thinking, you know what, I made a mistake. I should have stayed at Newcastle. I would have been, you know, I'd have been better off playing in, the, in lower division and, and being a successful team uh, than I would be languishing in a team that's probably going to be heading down. Uh, is now fighting in a relegation battle again, which I had all last season with, when I came to Newcastle for, from January onwards. So there's there's that aspect of it. Um, is he a good player? Would he fit in well? He's fitting great in Newcastle. He is a great player. He's, he's smashing, you know, he said, deliver the ball with both feet. He can score goals. He can beat his man when he wants. Um, whether or not uh, Newcastle want him, whether, he, whether he's somebody Benitez wants, having already lost, I know Benitez wanted to keep him. Um, who knows? It may be press. It may be, may be just paper talk. It may be that, you know, something that the likes of... of uh, if Allardyce puts out there because he's either after a reaction from a player or he definitely doesn't want that player to be there anymore and he's looking for someone to try and take him off his hands you know so he'll probably find that uh, Andres Townsend will probably end up with somewhere like Swansea or something like that you know <laughs> um, who knows <laughs> you know yes I would take him um, we, we, we could he would certainly fit into the team there's no question about that um, let's see uh, I, I think the, with, new, with the news, obviously, <laughs> the clickbait when it comes to Mike Ashley. Um, when I when you throw a lot of things in the factor, I don't know how old Andros is. Is he 26, 25, yeah, 25, 20, 25, 25, 25, 26? So he fits into he still fits into Newcastle 
<laughs> I don't even want to say it, they might actually model. But um, I think um, the fact that every club in the Premiership, he left, I think he left, how much did he leave for? He left for 12 million. Million, or like 12 million. So you can imagine it'll be 16 to 18 now, won't it? Does he want to no, sell on no, value? Not necessarily. Probably buy back value. Yeah, I reckon we get him. If we, I reckon we get him for ten. I think I think we could probably get him for eight. I think they'll take a loss on him. It's 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 a bit surprising when you think when you know he obviously you know, he's always played well for England. He's always he played well well for Newcastle, doesn't he? he was one of the standout players in that team. Even when we went down, he always gave hundred percent. He was he took out responsibility. Um, you want, obviously, the last game of the season, he wanted to take the penalty. There are lots of pluses with, with Andros, and I think Neil said a couple of times he would absolutely tear up that league. And I think we yeah, seem to, sure. we are definitely missing something. Um, it's funny, isn't it? We're now, we're now back to the, the stage where um, I, that win, I thought that win was huge on Saturday, but it, Neil, I, I think, uh, you know, obviously it was supposed to be on TV again, and, and the poor Tyneside public had to suffer being the, the 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 match being rescheduled and then put back to original time. And it's supposed to be on TV, it's supposed to be on Sky Go, and it wasn't horrendous. But people went there, fans managed to get there, and I, I just thought it was so great. Like that that first goal by Gale was absolutely absolutely brilliant. The way he, it, it reminds me of Craig Bellamy in, in a lot of ways, Neil. I like obviously get Stephen in a second. What do, what do you think? What do you, I thought it was, I just thought it was an absolutely tremendous goal. Was it? Was it the first goal? Both goals were crackers. The first goal was a, was a superb strike. The second mm. goal, that's a lovely ball by Perez with the outside of his foot. Oh, brilliant! Super, super mm. header as well. The, the header still wasn't an easy one to score. Um, and and yeah, I mean, look, let's let's. Look at the the whole. You're saying, oh well, it should have been on telly. It should have been played on Monday night, and we yeah. got messed around terribly mm-hmm. by television and football league and the FA and everybody. Because who in their right mind says we're going to stage this game from Newcastle to London yeah. on a Monday, but we might move it to Saturday just at the last minute? <laughs> let alone the television mix-up. What about the poor buggers that want to book? cheap trains that want to book cheap cheap hotels yeah. that then lose their money because you kind of get refunds on them it's those yeah. guys that, that suffer our our lot and it happens and, and if we've got Keith on later talking about Sunderland they'll say the same this, there was one the last time we were in the championship that promotion season when I wrote to the, the FA and Steve will remember this when I wrote to the football league it, on behalf of the, the the fans through the trust and said, "Look, um, what you're doing, you're not thinking about the fans. You're messing my kickoff times around. I think they'd moved us three or four times, and then we had the debacle of the Plymouth game. But when that was actually going to be played, and it could have been on one of three different dates, and we would have known with, with I think, with ten days' notice, which was just ludicrous, really. And then at the same time, I think Sunderland had a game with Portsmouth, I think it was, away on a Sunday afternoon late." And to get the last train back, they would have had to have leave, leave the game at half-time, which is just ridiculous scheduling. Mm. And we get that every time. And when I wrote to, wrote to them, they basically wrote back and said, well, we do what Sky says, tough. That was the attitude. 
I mean, that's what it might as well have said. Lots of love, the Football League. <laughs> you know, um, it, it really was that bad a reply. And, and that's the disdain, obviously, the fans that go through the door. And now in the television age, in the Premier League, they don't, they'll care less because the, the vast majority of the money is coming through from television now. And therefore, it's going to give all the television companies, no matter which division you're playing in, this power to just pay fans around as much as they damn well like and say, well, so, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, these are the same fans that get turned to time and time again when clubs get into bother, when clubs get into trouble, like Leeds, like Portsmouth about four million times. You know, like Plymouth. God, Plymouth at one point had Peter Reid paying their electric bill with his credit card, for God's sake. Um, you know, um, it, it's us, the people, the stalwarts of the game, that they, they come back to time and again, again to say, can you put your hand in your pocket again? And after mm-hmm. they've messed around like that, it's ridiculous. And that's, that's what we should be focusing on with the move of that game. Absolutely and totally ridiculous decision to move it in the first place, mm-hmm. all for the price of creating a TV schedule that they again get, which there's no guarantee for it to come through when the notes and FA Cup replay week and there's a, you know, there's third round ties involved. It's utterly and totally ridiculous. Um, and time and time again, we see it far too often. And more often than not, it's either us or someone bloody involved in it. It's ridiculous. It really is. Yeah, Steve, it's, I think when it comes to any scheduling, there should be more that goes into the, the supporter and the journey. Like, you know, it, now the, 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 they're doing three games on Sunday, Sky on. The, so, and that's obviously different. That's going to be hugely hard for any person who, unless it's, a, unless it's a home game, of course. And it just seems to be, like Neil mentioned a couple of months ago when it came to the um, the, the Barker-Real Madrid games, they, they decided to show the uh, game um, on Dubai time just to try and get the maximise the audience um, for there. So it's a, it's a never-ending cycle, but taking away from that, to, to we lost three men on, on, um, on Saturday, uh, against a, a pretty determined Brentford team. Uh, I, I must say, I've seen some of the penalties that they were... I think the one player seemed to struggle on Saturday, what I could see in here, people that went there, was uh, J- L- Jamal Lascelles, which is a bit worrying, especially when we're light in those numbers. Um, it, it's, But to come back t- from, obviously... Taking the lead and then drawing, thinking, "Oh God, we're gonna, we could lose the game." It's a, a tremendous testimony to the, um, you know, Rafa's plan. And I did love at the end, Steve, when he, <laughs> just as the the game the, the game ended, a really really angry uh, Rafa Benitez uh, at the end of the game. Clearly, I couldn't understand how long the why there was so many injury time and and injuries, but it was it was such a tremendous day. Of, for everybody that the match was played on a Saturday anyway and uh, we won the game yeah absolutely I mean uh, the, the important thing was the three points uh, the injuries mm-hmm. we could look at the, the Christmas layover uh, the fact that we had so many games uh, coming thick and fast because two of those injuries are, are, are muscle injuries strains uh, mm-hmm. so you look at that and then you, then you look and you think well the, the weather that we've had up here um, you've got players who you know we've had games midweek and then Saturday, midweek, Saturday, 
we're back in the cycle. We're in that cycle. We've had the, the long Christmas run, the New Year. Uh, then we've had players who uh, have had to play indoors, train indoors, and then because of the weather, and then you're back outdoors again, and all these things. And this is when people talk about the, uh, the winter break that they have in Europe. Um, still on in Germany, aren't they? Yes, they're still off. I mean, uh, but that, this is this is what people are getting at. You know, the fact that the winter break. I, I, I don't necessarily think we need a winter break. I think what what we need is a manner in which we can control the fixtures that little bit better and not have the fixture pile up that you end up with where you've got sort of, you know, playing three games in eight days, this type of thing. Um, so, but you can understand this is where the injuries come and people are looking at Newcastle and they're looking at us and saying we've got a big squad. Um, the important thing is you've got a quality squad, you know, yeah. um, and we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks uh, how good that squad is and how much quality we have within those ranks because the players who come in have now got to do a job. Luckily, we'll have Shelby back um, midweek, um, so you know, with him back in the team, that's that's a big plus. Um, he's going to replace. Uh, I'm going to come straight back in his team, and obviously we've we've lost uh, we've lost Hayden through injury. Um, so what's going to be interesting to see what Rafa does um, on Wednesday night, whether he'll risk Murphy, um, whether he'll play somebody else up front. Who knows? Can't risk him, Kenny. I don't think he can risk him. I'll be surprised. Anyway, we need him. Guys, I'll have to shoot off now because uh, no I'm problem. running out of time here and I'm, I'm tied up where I am. So, no problem. Um, I'm thanks for coming on, Steve. To call it, but, uh, thanks very much. And uh, let's no roll on uh, Wednesday night. Get a victory under my belt. Fourth round of the cup. More congestion. More fixture congestion coming our <laughs> way. Uh, but the most important thing from my mind now is going to be uh, what happens on uh, on Saturday. Right. Uh, thanks a lot, Steve. I appreciate you calling. Yes. Thanks a lot, Nick. See you next time. Cheers, I think with the, with the fact that we've got... Um, um, you know, are you surprised that we haven't brought anybody yet, or do you think the Newcastle are going to wait? Especially because you can't really think to just have Shelby as the main man with the way things, obviously, with his disciplinary record, and he is coming back. Obviously, he'll play, but that's the trouble, isn't it? Did I think he has to play on Wednesday? The fact that he's been out for so many games now. Yeah, I honestly, genuinely believe that in terms of um, the transfer window I think we're, we're, we're trying very hard we're targeting players on loan that hasn't come off and we're at plan B and that's unfortunate given the injuries we've now picked up um, I think Shelby needs an hour mm-hmm. I think yeah. he's got to I think he needs an hour he's been out for five games and he's yeah. a player who um, has had constant question marks throughout his career asked about fitness and weight Um I got a, at one stage, you had a personal chef. Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Which, you know, fair play to the lad, at least he's trying it and doing yeah. something about it. Um, so I mind that that's not a criticism, that's just a, it's an observation based on the fact that you've got somebody where there's question marks over his fitness and he's not being available for five games. He may be fit, but he certainly won't be match fit. Mm. And I think heading into the weekend, he needs an hour. We need to mm. have to at least say it to him, right, Give us 60 minutes and I'll, I'll take you off as long as everything's going according to plan. Try not to get yourself injured or do anything stupid. Mm. Now, that's, that's dependent on the two brain cells in there actually interacting with each other and registering what's to, what he's told. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think he, he, we've got to... It, some risks are worth taking and I think to have a, 
a fully fit switched on Shelby for the weekend. I think we've got to have that that hour. I really do. Yeah, the two players I've, I've been reliably informed Newcastle want to bring in is Callum Wilson from Bournemouth and um, McCarthy from Everton. Um, I'd be surprised we get. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised that we get McCarthy because he hasn't been given a look in that in that Everton team. And the same was the same was said for Clever, who's gone to Watford. Um, I would be amazed. It will show nothing's changed if we do get it, go in for a big, a big, you know, a big ticket item in the window. Um, I still think we're desperately light in midfield, and uh, I think this is the problem with with the window. I personally think there shouldn't be a window. I think it should be open all year round anyway. Um, I don't. I thought it was fine the way it was uh, in in my day um, to have two of them for such a long period of time. Well, it gives you more opportunity to do more things, I think. But that's the trouble. There's so much money in the game, it all goes to pot. But um, I'm going to bring in my next guest this evening. It's Lee Lee Johnson. Good evening. How are you? Hello, mate. Good. Always better after a win. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice, isn't it? Obviously, look, we've already discussed the Mike Ashley effect. But what's your take on the on the as um, Stephen, uh, as have um, Neil have said, it was kind of a non-story, but it seems to have a will of its own with, with, with stories of, with Mike Ashley. What's your take on it? Uh, the problem, the problem is with any Mike Ashley involvement or if Mike Ashley's name is highlighted. Um, unfortunately, due to his misdemeanours over numbers of years, it's always going to cause panic, mistrust, and anxiousness amongst the fan base. Um, Chronicle ran a poll, I think, about mm. a couple of months back, saying it's all forgiven, etc., etc. And I think mm. I responded straight away, saying, "You're joking, <laughs> aren't you?" He has a long way to go to get that. So any kind of story that comes up regarding transfers, he's going to possibly meddle in it, etc., etc. Mm. Even though it might not be meddling, it might just be a, a, a meeting which is is kind of planned and things like that. It's always going to cause mistrust in the in the fan base, and that's due to a, you know, a catalogue of dira- disastrous errors over the years. Um, so I understood, I understand why people were getting a little bit jumpy about it and things like that. It'll be interesting, I suppose, with Rafa's press conference tomorrow, because I would imagine the local journals will probably ask questions in that, uh, around this meeting or potential meeting. So, unfortunately, like I said, in terms of Mike Ashley, the best thing about this season so far is I've never heard his name until this week. Mm. Um and because his name's never been mentioned, we've just kind of all been on board with the manager and letting the manager get on with things. But like I said, due to past misdemeanors, every time his name mentioned Andrew, it's always going to cause panic and alarm. I mean, this is the guy who appointed Joe Canelo not once but twice. So <laughs> I'm still, I'm still. Um, just always a little bit tentative when I hear his name mentioned. But hopefully, it is a, it's nothing because at the end of the day. If it's not nothing, and he is going to start meddling in um, transfers or whatever, or, or questioning Benitez's ability to manage or deal with football matters at NEFC, like I said, it took a, it took a while for Benitez to sign off on his contract, and I think that was down to the fact that he was he probably looked in the Mike Ashley or the club's past misdemeanors with managers, and he probably got things in writing where if you interfere with me, I'll basically sue the living daylights out of you if I have to leave. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting yeah. press from press comment tomorrow. I would imagine there'll be questions asked about transfers in this meeting. Yeah, because I I, I do think with that, with Rafa, he, he is good TV. He tells you the way he says it. Like you know, obviously when he's in charge of Liverpool, 
he had issues himself with how the club was being run. He was always he was always quite thorough, wasn't he? He was when he came out. If he had a message or if he was angry, he would always come out and say it. I think um, I say th- I personally think he'll come out and he'll just say, "Yeah, just a normal meeting regarding the club." I don't think anything has really changed. I, I, you know, it, it just it, it, as as you quite rightly said, it is a fear factor. Um, if 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 this guy is making he's making so much money, probably Neil will agree with this, but he doesn't pay any money, which could change uh, in regards to advertising in the ground. No. Thirty million has been get put in um, for the run of the club. The the bit I don't understand, Lee, on that bit is that we've made such a lot of money when it comes to the the players that we've sold. With I think um, when it comes to Newcastle. With Rafa Benitez, we've done exactly what was what he wants when it comes to the the way the club has run. Um, you know, the, the fact, the very fact, a couple of months ago that the, the, the Chronicle and certain other outlets are saying is all is all forgiven with Mike Ashley. Well, there wasn't really a um, a, a massive. People obviously responded to it, but I must be I didn't hear too much about that because you know you. you you know, I I still convinced he'll sell it anyway. I think somewhere along the line, somebody will come in, he'll sell it. If if somebody in a job is making me look and the club to be the best thing since sliced bread, God, you'd want to you'd want to you know make sure that guy who's made this happen, root and branch, as hasn't been the uh, hasn't been the the case numerous numerous decades at Newcastle United. You would think he would turn around and say, "Listen, mate, I'll give you whatever you want. Get me to sign whatever, but the club's got to be run the right way." And I think it has been run the right way. The fact well, that some, go ahead, Lee. He had it with Kevin when he brought Kevin back. He had it right there. He had it in front of him. He didn't realise he didn't realise the power of Kevin Keegan. Didn't really, he didn't realise he didn't realise the affection that the fan base had for Kevin Keegan. He meddled with it, and we never really recovered from it. That's why, we're, that's why we lost our premiership place twice. And it was all down to decisions he made and mm-hmm. people he put in charge of football and matters. At the end of the day, he might have not had a big say on a lot of things, but at the end of the day, the, 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 the chain of command that he put in place below him is, is ultimately down, down to the fact where we find ourselves today in the championship. And when you're touching on you know, Newcastle being more you know, um, marketable to other mm. people maybe looking at it and thinking, mm, I wouldn't mind a bit of that, well, Rafa Benitez mm. in charge. Mm. Ultimately, we lost our premiership place, so TV, t- the TV deal, we're not, we're not on the telly anymore. Like I said, I had to listen to the match on the radio mm. uh, <laughs> on Saturday, which was mm. disastrous because it was two minutes behind Twitter. Yeah, and maybe up, and, then, <laughs> and I ended up having to like stop listening to the radio for the nine minutes time I'd have done, so... You know, Welcome to the my Premier League. Gents. Welcome hi, to the, my the, world. But the thing is, Neil, it's the Premier League. If Newcastle are in the Premier League, there's not a problem for the likes of yourself, mm. I bet, because it's on no. the Premier League. You're literally aired everywhere. And that's the thing. And that's the thing we've lost this season. You know, you go you go anywhere. You go abroad. You go on holiday. You go on anywhere. The Premier League is literally aired mm. everywhere. So Newcastle would have, lost, yeah. would, have lost, would have lost a lot of revenue there. And that's kind of why it's important. We'll bounce straight back. Yeah. And obviously, I think Mike Ashley himself would see the the beauty of having a manager like Rafa Benitez if Newcastle will get back in the Premier League. Yeah, that's that's the thing is that I think the 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 fact that he's he hasn't lost money, hasn't he, hasn't even been triggered yet, has it, Neil? 
the money that we were supposed to get doesn't come into effect for a while. The thirty million. Um, uh, this is the thing. You see, when, when, if I had heard that Mike Ashley said, "You know what? Um, we've got the plans are in place for for a good window. I'm going to um, give um, the, the club money um, to 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 accentuate more more players if if needed." He would look absolutely. It would obviously it'd send a message to the rest of the teams that we have that money. But people know we have that money anyway. Uh, the running costs are thirty million, and it's a loan. Uh, with with my guess, with these loans and the fact that he's he's got all this free publicity for the for the team, a lot of it to me doesn't make much sense. Well, That's why I think that the dots are starting to be crossed now. With uh, you know reports of this 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 that and the other when he puts in for, for operating costs of 30 million uh, you know he owns the, he owns the club he's get he's ta- he's making money from the club with advertising but andrew look at the business side of things and i'm sorry to break it down like this firstly it's a loan facility so it's an availability to use money that not necessarily will be availed Secondly, as a loan, it's a, he's got tax advantages personally in that respect. So there you go. Right. Okay. That's, that's, why, that's why you lost me. <laughs> yeah, he lost me as well. It, 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 it's, look, it, 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 there's, there's lots of reasons things happen the way they do. Um, I'm named, Neil, I'm named Lee for a reason. L-E-E, it's easy to spell. Exactly. <laughs> and and we, can, we can sit and make it as complicated as we like. But he's not going to put personal money in, but he will make money available that he can then claim back against tax. There's no doubt in my mind, Neil, that he's made made money out in Newcastle United. And mine either, because I've seen figures that other people haven't seen. The shares, the shares. I I believe that too. And uh, also due to the way the fact that whatever entity he owns now is not what he bought, and whatever entity he then... And whatever entity he sells on the future is not what he bought. And mm. so there's loads of ways he's made money. And, I, and I've talked about this till I'm blue in the face. And, and, and I've kind of had to make me peace with that and just get on with it. And thankfully we want to concentrate this year on the football side of things. But while a little friend at the mirror has put his little stick into, <laughs> the, into the honey pot and had a little stir. And here we are talking the same arguments that we've talked about years ago. Um, I'm going round and round in circles, spinning tops, dancing to their bloody tune. Um, one wonders. Here's a here's a thing. Something I've not had asked around. This is the the paper that's supposed to be what preferred yeah. media partner. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, it's right and tripe about where. Um, mm-hmm. Is that because they've had their nose put out of joint? Hi. Have they actually been told no? We're not going to give you that. Go away. All right, so I'm mm. going to write this. I'm, I'm sorry, I believe they'd be that petty. I believe that goes on. And here we are, like I say, we're dancing, talking about Mike Bloody Ashley when we should be talking about three hard-earned points at the weekend, mm. looking mm. forward to a cup time in midweek, discussing where we're going to find more players from, or we're going to play some unusual 6-3-0 formation just to get bodies on the pitch. How are we going to get through that? That's what we should be talking about. 
Because that yeah, was a hell of a weekend. I definitely think we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. hell of a weekend. Win at the weekend. In a good format. Everybody was said we're going to give her a hard game. Yeah. Um, Hogan's on the bench. He's going to come off and rub your nose in it. And this, that and the other. Um, and we'll come away with the points. And we mm. ended, the, ended the game bloodied and battered, but victorious. And that's what we should be concentrating on. Because that... that Coupled with Brighton's slip-up. Yeah, brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. Background. I said, do you know what it is? We've had a really indifferent Christmas. And Brighton have gone how many games unbeaten? Yet we're still in there with them. Yes, they've Correct. got a game in hand, but we're ahead of them. So that means they've got to do something with that game in hand. Correct. And we know when we chuck the championship away, games in hand mean nothing. Points on the Absolutely. board mean everything. Mm. Absolutely. And that's the, the, the whip hand is still ours, I believe. Mm. Um, and that's what we should be talking about. Look at the gap now, the leads and the Yeah. And the green deal, Bob might actually. And the goal difference. Um, oh, God. Andrew. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's nine it's eight points, points, isn't it? Yeah, nine points. And, yeah. and, and then when, you, when you're talking about, you know, we're in that position and I've got Leeds fans on my Twitter timeline talking about, oh, we're in third. <laughs> you know, well, and, I'll tell and, you and, what. I'll tell you what, Neil, if we find that if we find if we can find that level of performance, which I know we have, like when we play at Leeds that day, we'll blow this league away. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, what do you, what, I'm talking we, about we blowing people away, Lee. Shift of gears that the Brighton don't have, and that yeah. every other team in that division don't have. We've we shown have it. it only on occasion. QPR yeah. away, we absolutely Hammered turned them, yeah. up and demolished them. We've got that ability; it's in there. We just haven't shown it every week. We'll get we'll get a purple patch where we do that seven or, six, seven or eight games in the bounce. I've got yep. no doubt about that this yes. season now. Yeah, hundred percent. I do I I do agree with that. Most of that, I think, when it when it comes to the when it comes to the window, we definitely need players to come in. I think because of that story, it's automatically put the heat on the fact. Well, if he's going to get involved again, he's going to stop Rafa bringing in players in this window. And let's be honest, I remember it. When Rafa was obviously bringing in the players, uh, all the players that he brought in, there was always a proviso to bring in more players if needed in the window. Now those players are needed in this window. We have to agree. We we have to agree on that because it is true. You can't. You've basically got one midfielder who, who, when he wants to to be in to be the the player we 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 want him to be, he can pl- be that player. As soon as that player comes out. It's absolutely but, horrendous. Andrew, if you think about it, though, right? If you think about it, right? Um, we lost the game at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Lost yeah. the game at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Blackburn was the most freakish game I've ever seen in my life. Life, right? Mm-hmm. We should have won that game, regardless John Joe Shelby's playing or not. It was weird. It was just weird. We beat Nottingham Forest. We should have beat Blackburn. We beat Brentford, and we drew with Birmingham. I still think. The players that we have available to us, um, even without Shelby, if pretty much everyone's fit, mm. that, that team squad should be good enough to still compete and win this win this league. It's more than capable. There's no doubt about that. Shelby's got something extra in his locker, and the fact that Rafa got him on point in terms of his work rate and things like that, of course he stands out. What's the link with not, um, McCarthy then? What what would you? What's the what would be McCarthy compared to Shelby or with Shelby? Really uh, because he has been linked with Newcastle pretty heavily. I haven't really seen a lot of them, to be honest. Um, 
I think he was a, pretty much a starter for Everton last season. He hasn't really started much this season. And I think it, I think it'd be wrong of us to comment on him. I, I, like I said, I haven't really seen too much of him. I mean, if Rafa fancies him, I would imagine he would be a half decent turn. But I still, I'm still of the agreement which I've kept seeing on this show when we've talked about the transfer window coming. You only see us looking to sign footballers now, personally, which will be looking to take us to that next level, and that'll be with, that'll be forward thinking, thinking ahead the next season. You'll not you'll not see any kind of Grand Hanley stroke um, Daryl Murphy type signing. I think we've got enough of that to get us through this particular season. I just think that everyone's got a little bit jumpy with our form, the loss of Shelby and things like that. Where if you break it down, Andrew, we've been quite unlucky over the last couple of weeks with with suspensions, with injuries and things like that. Where I look at other teams and have they have they had that happen to them yet? I don't think they have. Mm. We think on Andrew's terms that that's obviously the latest one being linked. Mm. I it's mean, a difficult uh, one, isn't it? Really. I had a look. I had a lot of time for him. I, you know, I'm, I'm comparing him with Sissoko here. You know, the mm. guy's name, I should, I should, you know, a bit like Voldemort. You're not supposed to mention his name. Um, you know, you understand us, Townsend did, did nothing wrong for your CV coming here, but no. we, we, in my opinion, rescued his career at Tottenham. Um, he was going nowhere, came in, got his head down, worked really hard, got himself fit. He was an integral part of why we nearly stayed up last season. My opinion with Andros Townsend was I thought it was a little bit short sighted of him to leave. Um, I could understand, you know, wanting to play in the Premier League. He was in the England squad. He wanted to push on. But really, one season in the Championship, he would have ripped it up. I reckon he would have been nigh on about 15 goals himself this season. I really do, if he'd stayed. Um, I just thought it was a bit short-sighted on his part. Would I be bothered? If, would I be happy if he comes back? I'm not going to moan about signing a quality footballer, which I think he is, but would I be bothered if he doesn't come back? No, because at the end of the day, he had his chance. He could have stayed here. The club were really good one. And he decided to kind of jump ship, I suppose, at the first opportunity. So, so I was a little bit disappointed. But I'm not going to. If Benitez believes he can get him back here and he comes back, it's only going to strengthen our arm this season. Like I said, he would have ripped this league up, mind. He would have ripped this league up. Yeah, I think the, the three players being linked is uh, McCarthy. See, uh, the, with McCarthy, Neil, then I'll ask you, because with McCarthy, he, he is a defensive player, isn't he? And. I can imagine that Teotti will now play on Wednesday. He, I think I'm not sure if he's on the bench at the weekend. Um, the thing is, if I think if they're not going to sell Teotti because he's been linked with Spain, isn't he? So, um, but you you have to play players that are still under contract unless he's signing with Teotti. Every time you hear about Teotti getting sold with McCarthy, McCarthy does run around a lot. He, got, he gets a lot of stick in Everton, I've noticed, when he plays there. But he is kind of like a like replacement for TOD, I would suggest. So, uh, what do you, you think, Neil? Because it, it, it's an interesting one that Newcastle has been after him for a while now. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he, he was well admired at Wigan under Martinez, mm. and then Martinez took him to Everton. Mm. And, I, and I think Martinez leaving Everton has been, been the finish of him. Um, I think he's a bit more than a defensive midfielder. I think he played alongside. He, he was the foil to, to, to Barry when mm. he played there with um, uh, at Everton with under Martinez. 
so he, he's different in some respects to Teote. Um but most definitely would fill one of those um, deeper midfield roles that Teote would, would cover. Um, I, I think it very much looks like Teote is on his way out. Um, I understand there's a couple of Spanish clubs interested, but mm-hmm. then again there was a couple of clubs in the UAE interested. Yeah. Then, then he failed his medical um, through having too many dregs pasties in his pockets when he got the, the airport <laughs> in Turkey. Um, he's an interesting character, Teote. Um, he just has all the hallmarks of a footballer who's given up. He's mm-hmm. retired five years before he's officially retired for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's sad. That's, that's a waste. But there's a lot of talent disappears that way, unfortunately. Um, I don't think you've got any chance of getting um, Callum from uh, Bournemouth because every time I hear about, uh, as soon as his name's mentioned, the the problem, Andrew, is the fee. Yeah. Um, and some of the fees so far this window have been uh, well, I, I, fifty I, I, million I, now for that Leeds I'm player. It's <laughs> it's it's it's, it's kind of ridiculous. We've got this. The, the spectre of China and funny isn't it how mm. Premier League clubs start welping when players are bidding big money for uh, clubs are bidding big money for their players and the players are wanting to leave and everybody's going oh you can't do that the Premier League's been doing that for years you so can. you know there's always a bigger fish and all that uh, uh, as, you, as you could say um, uh, it's a cliche becoming, but it is a, a horrible window to do any kind of business in. We, we, I don't think any club will ever do what we managed to do that window when we brought seven in and m- made something happen. I think that's an exception that that proves the rule, probably. When all the French um, lads come in, aye, because yeah, yeah. you know it did turn the season around. When, when it did, it did. There's no doubt about it. And then I'll turn yeah. into a bunch of chicken shit. <laughs> well. <laughs> What, what's the phrase? Phrase from Blackadder: "Cheese eating surrender monkeys." Um, and 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 it's it, this is the problem that we've got with this window is unless you're absolutely sure that players are fit, and I think in the position we're in, we don't want to be committing big money to a player who might not cut it in the Premier League. Exactly. That's what we don't need. Loans would suit us down to the ground. Yeah. And. It's getting, again, the right fit of the right player, a bit like when Cleverly was first on loan at Watford in the Championship and he got them promoted. It was the right fit at the right time, right player, right place, etc. We're looking for that. Are the unicorns, are they that rare? I don't think they are. Um, but I do think it's difficult now with the money involved because the loan fees now will go up as well. You know, players don't come on loan for free. There's fees involved with loans, mm. and 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 I think some of the loan fees will be almost transfer fees mm. now. And so you're dealing with with different commodities and different individuals. I've got no doubt Benitez has got contacts all over the world, but again, is he gonna gonna take a punt on dragging somebody from? the reserves of somewhere in La Liga and drop them into the, the, the hustle and bustle of the championship in January. Yeah. Um, he's not going to do that. So it's got to be the right 
person, and I, I would suggest there's got to be a, a, a Premier League player coming down, um, or a Premier League player who's lost that place due to previous fitness issues, and he's coming back, and they want to get him uh, game time, and they want to get him first te- first <coughs> team exposure. Um, that that would be my take on it, and and, and I think these these deals are not easy to do now. And of course, they're we're really only not. touching and we're only touching on your couple, Neil. Other mm-hmm. clubs are going to have this exact problem, and I'm telling you, and mm-hmm. to be honest with you, all the other clubs, other clubs who are up there fighting with us, are going to be strengthening much this this mm-hmm. window. They're not. They're not going to attract. They're not going to attract the kind of players that I believe Rafa Benitez could attract in Newcastle. No, still not. And I and I, I don't see I don't see Brighton. I don't see Leeds. I don't see Redden and uh, attracting any kind of stellar names that are going to come in and, um, how can I put it, bolster their squad where their squad is going to look better than our current squad. That's even without any investment. Actually, the interesting one, I think, is Loftus-Cheek. He was obviously heavily linked with us and then it went away and then Chelsea, you know, have made, well, they've made noises that they, they want to send him to another championship team and I, I think... When we look at it, obviously Brighton would be probably the... I think, I think any kind of loan deals you'll probably find will happen within the last few days of the window yeah. when teams are, when teams are, or Premier League teams are maybe at a point where they think we've got a few players in, yeah, he can go out on loan, get some game time. I, I don't think they'll happen until the last five years of the window. Mm. I think uh, that, that I think because we have got we've got players coming back from that African nations really? I think uh, I think he, he, I keep on hearing like he always say Rafa say maybe one <laughs> you know and, and I'm thinking well you know you, I think the the big news obviously for the weekend is the fact that uh, Gale is going to be out probably well I would suggest four match you know to, it's, if it's a hamstring it's got to be four weeks yeah. could be even be five it just depends doesn't it on how badly because he got, he got himself off pretty quick, you know, and he's looked after the injury quite well in in terms of uh, being sensible enough to sit mm. his backside down and say, nah, mm. nah. And so if, if it's a low-grade tear and they're mm. careful with him, you're right, three to four weeks, um, let's mm. hope for the best. Um, yeah. There's no need to worry. We've got the hottest we've got the hot, hottest striker in the championship at the minute. Two and two, Daryl Murphy, man. Need bother. Well, Mm. Th- this is what we've been banging on on this show all about, mm. mate. Is about the depth of the squad. Mm-hmm. Some of these players would get opportunities to come into their own once the Christmas fixtures were out of the way and injuries and suspensions bite, and that's exactly what's happening. And I'm telling you now, if you you, you said to Brighton, you've got 12 players out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they could feel the bench. Too right, they wouldn't cope. And and my mate Clive over here, who I've talked about before says that's what screwed them. They've, they've lost three playoff semi-finals in four years. And he says for the, exactly the same reason, they ran out of players. Well, yeah. And so uh, it, it's, this, is, this is exactly what we're dealing with now. And this is why when everybody say, saw him sign Murphy and then Murphy wasn't getting a game and everybody's going, oh, what are you signing him for? What are you signing him for? He's not even playing him. Well, this is what he signed him for. It's interesting, isn't it, when you look at Payet and you look at um, uh, Costa, when the money that's coming into the game and other other nations now deciding, listen, how are we, 
if we can get these play if we can get these players in and throw obscene amounts of money in them, how it can destabilise a club right. to such Payet's just it's a sober mark too. He's uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's got delusions of grandeur, that boy. He's had he did he did well in the in the European Championship and seriously he he's got delusions of grandeur. Absolutely. I think he must have expected somebody to come in because no, I did expect like, somebody to come oh, in and nobody came in. <laughs> like Sissoko, well, he's going to go back. He's going to. I think Marseille were interested in that one, man. Modern, modern, the modern game, man, with the agents and all that, man. With especially all the French players, especially a lot of the French players. I mean, Jesus Christ, man, something have got literally delusions of grandeur. You know, it's crazy, man. And then the day West, he's loved at West Ham and things like that, and uh, he's just basically tarnished that. And uh, Bilic was spot on. There was a. He was in a press conference and he swore like, and he said, "Concentrate on Nani Carroll, concentrate on this, concentrate." And he's right, concentrate. On yeah, the but then, but then you look at yeah. But I remember what he did. I I, I remember what Billig did as well. He did the same thing that uh, Pyatt did. So you know, he's lucky I wasn't at that press conference. Yeah, he went to Everton. Remember? That's yeah, he did exactly what Pyatt did. So it's not it's not something that's new. You're right. It's not something that's new, but it's it's certainly more of a a recurrence of events now which seems to be obviously more popular um, to do to do things like this but uh, I mean that, that's what I hope that's what we're, I hope we're doing in terms of sort of like our business these days we're not necessarily just looking into the player's ability we're actually looking into the player's moral fibre mm. at the end of the day I want players that they come here and actually realise what kind of great club uh, to realise what a great club is playing for you know mm. wonderful city wonderful stadium right in the middle of the town centre the place Nothing's better when that place is mocking and buzzing and uh, people are excited for the football. And Rafa's brought that back to a degree. We're all excited about our football. Yeah, we've had the odd speed bump here and there, but we're currently on target for exactly what everyone wants to achieve this season, and that's get back to the Premier League. Yeah, I, I still think a few more signs would, would help in that direction. Uh, what do you think, Neil, regarding Costa? We obviously, we talked about Payet, but that one surprised me considering that the amount of money that Chelsea can basically lavish at him at one yeah. given moment. Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Sorry, just before Neil answered that question. Yeah. When, we're going to talk, when we're going to talk about Summon? <laughs> well, Sorry. actually, we will. We will. Um, the oh, thing was... Uh, <laughs> actually, the interesting about Summon, he's not on tonight, and for she's eaten, well, and he's having a few drinks tonight, he's so he's not on. Uh, I must admit, when I saw when I saw the score, they were three 0 down. <laughs> I must be against Stoke, and fair enough, they've got a thirty-seven-year-old striker in um, Peter Crouch, who seems to come back into form. He's scoring a few goals, good on him. But uh, I must admit, you have to wonder what what's going on there. The fact that he's not able to bring in uh, any players and. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard them being linked to bringing a, a trial player who's been uh, playing for Man United behind the scenes and another 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 um, Premier League team. So uh, you know the the players themselves. Are, the interesting thing is because everybody's thinking that David Moyes is going to throw the towel in and leave the club. Uh, I'll be astonished if that happened anyway, but. Um, the fact that he, you know, a lot of things are going on there, but to go three nil down to Stoke at Wonderful. home, I, I, I must admit, I would. They, normally, the last couple of weeks when they play at home and they, you know, they they get the bit between their teeth, they 
they can look good, son. And then the fact that if you're a Sunderland fan and you're three yeah, until down Andrew, the stoke, Andrew, you know what? Arsenal actually, Arsenal actually think they'll stay up because they've just got a knack of doing it. But um, if they do go down, this relegation's been in the post for the last four or five seasons. They've been continuously run uh, well, pretty much like ourselves. And we, we, me, we, and my, we, in my opinion, got exactly what we deserved. The fan base didn't. Just like the Sunderland fan base won't deserve if they get relegated, but the club itself, the way it's been run, brick or black, they will get exactly what they deserve because they're not putting anything in place. They've, they've basically the alarm bells have been going off the last three, four, five seasons. Mm. They're continuously fighting relegation. We were. We didn't do anything about it. Um, they've continued to chop and change their manager. Um, there's no stability there whatsoever. Um, and if they go down this season. There is no Rafa Benitez in Sunderland's future. The only thing I see is empty seats and the likes of Neil Warnock. And that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, def- it's definitely a, a, it's a bad situation for them. I, I, the interesting thing you said there, you think you'll stay up. Neil, do you, do you think they've, they've got enough to stay up if, well, if, if they don't buy players? I, I spent... This Saturday, in the company of my good friends over here, Ian and Dillis, and Ian is black and white, and Dillis is red and white, and Ian and I sat in the corner of the kitchen with Fabias gingerly looking up, being called all kinds under the sun uh, by Dillis as the goals rattled in it broke up at uh, the stadium alight. Um, uh, and we just sort of got all about our business of trying to keep up with what was going on at Brentford because... Uh, we had sort of patchy radio coverage, Twitter coverage, and uh, in Sky Sports um, on uh, online, what's in the um, Soccer Saturday, mm. and that was the way we were keeping up with everything. And, and I've been saying to Dillis all season um, that I thought there's three worst clubs in Sunderland and they'd be all right. And this weekend's the first time I've started to agree with her that they're not going to be all right, and she's been adamant from the off that that was um, that they were going to go down and I think it sounds like they did surrender a little at the weekend and that would be for me worrying you know they've, they've got a um, it, as Lee says quite rightly they've got a situation where they're reaping what they've sown a little bit you've got a, a CEO talking about breaking short term cycles but the reality is is that the net debt's over 200 million euros. Mm. It's growing 36% year on year. And only QPR and Man United are recording higher debt levels than British football. Oh, that sounds wonderful, that mind. <laughs> um, and that's part of the reason why they've got a net transfer spend, which is something I think, if I remember the figures right, I was bouncing around with Dillis at the weekend. 12th highest in Europe for the financial mm-hmm. year, yet look where they are. And and so it's they're reliant as well. I think I think it's about two thirds of their, their income is off the telly. Uh, and I've heard Neil as well. I think I've heard Ellis Shaw. I know Ellis Shaw is getting a lot of pelters around, but apparently he's a lot like he's pretty much a lot like Steve Gibson at Middlesbrough. He's self he's a self sustaining that club. Yes, but I've also heard from a reliable source who dare not be named mm. that he's been heard behind closed doors saying he's not going to do what Lerner did at Villa and ruin his family's fortune, keeping the club going. Mm. 
right. <laughs> well, that, that's um, more that's music in my ears as well. Uh, and so I, I know I, I, obviously that might be just an absolute load of Tommy Roth, but it's mm. it's from somebody who <laughs> isn't one for having a loose tongue like that, and and should know really. Um, and and you you go into something like. Uh, I don't know if any if you are aware of the Swiss Ramble, the guy who does the, the blog on football finance. But you have a look at the, the the most recent from last year evaluation of Sunderland's financial situation, and it's um and it was quite dire then, and we're sort of six months on from that assessment. Um and 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 the biggest. The biggest problem is for them is this rise in debt, with utter reliance on television income. If ever a team, if they were to be relegated, will need a parachute payment, this is this is the team it's made for. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a, you know. And, and and you know what? I don't actually get much pleasure in. Well, yeah, I do really. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Uh, Jesus Christ! When you were talking there, I was going to—I was starting to cry. I was starting to cry. <laughs> your voice, your voice, I mean, your voice—you sounded so upset. But you actually did sound upset. I was starting no, to cry. I'm, you know, I'm good, you know. I'm good. I was starting to believe you. I was starting to believe you upset. Why have I so Um no, it's, seriously, I, I, I've, I've, I've been talking to, to, to like I say, my friend Dillis, Dillis who, who, bless her, she's read and read through and through, and, and she uh, has been adamant from the off this season, no, we're not going to manage this season, and that's not just not because just you're going to get a gift of six points off you. Um, and mm. and, it, and, and it, to be fair to her, this weekend, from what I was hearing her coming out with, from what she was seeing, from what... It's feedback from what we were watching on Soccer Saturday as well. That just looked like a team putting the white flag oh, out. Right. And at this stage of the season, we've been there. Uh, we know you, what that feels like. And, I've, and, you know. I've, missed, I've missed playing in this season. There's no doubt about it. I've been, I've been, I've been itching for that kind of game, for that kind of adrenaline buzz and all that. I probably only got it at Leeds away. And I, I do miss playing them. I love the game. We've got it all record in the last few years mm. against them. There's no better wake-up call than Derby Day. I absolutely love it. And mm. I, I just think if they go down and we go up, I don't know if we'll see them for a long time. I, I really don't. If if we continue on the path in terms of the plan and the project that I believe is in place, mm. I, 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 don't, I, I just can't see us playing them anytime soon. I, I think they've got really, really major, major, major problems. I think I think the one thing with Moyes and the, the teams that he's had, obviously Everton probably the biggest one is, you know, well mine either. But the one when it comes to fighting relegation, Moyes has always been the the guy that um, you know mixes around the team. He brings in players. He gets them up and he gets them up. It's probably the first time I've heard him say, you know, I'm not being funny, but this is the players have to take responsibility for this performance. And if they're given up. And they obviously Defoe has been told he's not going. You've got Arnold told he's not going either. When they probably both want to go, uh, with, with with such as the life there. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that I'm I'm hoping if 
five days before the transfer window, I see the yellow bar flashing. Jermaine Dupont <laughs> submits transfer request. Yeah. He may have already then, done it. Then, then we buy him. <laughs> Ooh. 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 That's, a That's a good one. Can you imagine? Well, obviously, he, he wouldn't get... I mean, he wouldn't get in. He wouldn't get in in front of Daryl Murphy. He wouldn't put him on the bench now, like. But, yeah. No, no, he'd play every. He'd play. Let's be honest. He oh, would, Andrew, he would play Arit. <laughs> he'd play Arit. <laughs> oh well, that's the thing. That's the thing. You love your neighbour, right? If Newcastle do get promoted this season, someone did get relegated, for example. Being nice, kind neighbours that we are, when they took the mick out of signing Daryl Murphy, we can just send them over and let them lend him. <laughs> That's a good point too, yeah. Of course yeah. it is. Ah, yeah. they're not so cut the hoop new. <laughs> I think they're going to be. It's going to be. Give me a score for Wednesday when we we play Birmingham in the. Obviously, another game that's not going to be on TV. But give me a score before I bring in Chris. Regardless of the team and all that that he puts out, I've got my ticket. I'm going. Um, at the end of the day, I want to be in the cup. I love the FA Cup. I've mm. loved the FA Cup since I've been since I've been interested in football. So. As far as I'm concerned, I hope we put a, a, a strong enough team out to win the game. I think we'll win the game 2-1, and we've got a reasonable draw away at Oxford. And after that, anything can happen, because players will be coming back round about fifth round time and things like that. So, yeah, let's have mm. a crack at it. We've got nothing to lose. Exactly. Third round, Wednesday night. Should be a good should be a good night. I think it'll be an experimental team, for sure. I don't think there'll be many big hitters in that team so and I can't see them coming up with a I'll be sending invoice in for me 10 quid <laughs> yeah it's good I'll definitely I'll, I'll be surprised There's, well there'll be lots of fringe players playing I think um, oh, aye, that's all, yeah, I, trust, I, I trust the manager he's a genius yeah. I'll I'll you'll see you'll see Lazar come on so he'll be, he'll be playing from the start yeah, so like, I think I want to see him I want to see him play more and more yeah. see where, well thanks for coming on Lee appreciate it we'll, we'll catch you next week mate up. thanks uh, cheers yeah, now yeah, thanks Lee well, I'm going to bring in the next caller of, of this evening, and it's Chris Parry. Um, obviously, Chris will be very, very, very upset at the moment, considering that Dallas were beaten last night by the Green Bay Packers, and I actually stayed up last night till 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, got, I got up bloody early to watch the Chiefs this morning as well, <laughs> and they went out and all. I'm not happy about that. I was surprised at the Chiefs, I must admit. I didn't expect that one. But, no, obviously, uh, we don't, we don't, we, we obviously we've had crying on the show in the past with uh, with Keith McStave, so um, I don't want to crying on the show. The fact that the Dallas, as usual, got beat in the well, they haven't been in the playoffs, have they? So good evening to to Chris Pye from Texas. How are you? I'm doing just fine, guys. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, so obviously lots. We obviously covered um, the issues with the press regarding Mike Ashley, but you saw it. What did you think when you saw it and the sub- subsequent fallout? Uh, and, of course, he's come out again and said something about you know, the transfer policy is going to now change back to what it was. I hope this is all much ado about nothing. I mean, I think Rafa Benitez has got a nice, firm stronghold on this team. I would love to have Andros Townsend back. I, I really yeah. think that if, that if that goes through, guys, that is something that Newcastle have basically just been missing. They've been missing that pace and that inventiveness, and that'll allow him to play those two defensive midfielders he likes to play because he'll have so much more pace and excitement on the wings. Right now, Richie is kind of off the pace a little bit. He just seems like he's kind of run out of steam because he's been asked to be the main 
driving force, and it just hasn't. It was really good early on in the season, but without Shelby, it, it, it's just kind of fallen off. But I'll tell you what, guys, uh, Daryl Murphy, uh, Daryl Murphy, it, it looks like the real deal for this league, which is what Newcastle needs. He's a guy that's going to get in and score goals. It may not be pretty. You know, it may not. It's not going to you know make uh, you know make the highlight reel, make match of the day. But uh, but the guy can score goals, and that's what you need right now. I'm not sure how long uh, Gale's going to be out, but uh, that was a big victory going on the road and getting that one. Yeah, it was it was it was it was a it was a great victory. I must admit, considering it was great that we took the lead. I thought I thought both goals were absolutely sublime in the way they were. You know, I, I did mention that I, I when I look at um, Gale. He he comes a, he can look at, come across a bit like Craig Bellamy. I think um, the fact that he he is a he, he's got a bit of a nasty streak in as well. I thought that that goal that he got was absolutely brilliant. Just the way he took it, just it did look Bellamy-esque. The way that he took on the player and he said to him, "Right, you're not going to be able to catch me." And then he hit hit that thunderbolt um, on the left hand side. It was brilliant to see the the Murphy header. You know, you, I, you, I was sitting there wondering what was going to be the reaction because, you know, that with the with the team the, the, being the way it is and the injuries that we we seem to occur on Saturday, you, you wanted you wanted a response, you wanted Newcastle to come back at them, and I, and at this time we, you know, even without Shelby, who's back obviously on Wednesday, um, this team needs a bit of pep, and I agree with what you said on uh, Townsend. It's going to come down to money as ever, but the fact of the matter, we might, we might not be interested. And, that, you know, the two players I've been told from sources is, is um, Callum, Callum Williamson, um, sorry, I can't, I think that's his name, um, Wilson. Wilson from um, Bournemouth, McCarthy from Everton, and obviously the, the, the shake-up in this could be um, Andres Townsend. Um, he hasn't been away very long. I agree with you. He did bring dynamism to the team. I think he left predominantly because he thought he was going to be in the squad for the uh, for the Euros. And he want you know now the shake up with the manager. He, he probably wants to be in the Premier League, even if it's a sub. He still is in the eye of uh, Gareth Southgate. So I think that's that definitely uh, had an effect with him deciding to go to Crystal Palace. Um, but he also should have known any player that that comes from Newcastle, um, Alan Pardew makes him makes them into an unplayer, unplayable player that can't play. Um, the fact that um, Sam Allardyce has gone on the market tonight for a defender uh, to bring in, uh, and Jenkins, Jenkins is the player that he's he's uh, brought in in the last hour or so that he's going to be joining. So I think. Sam normally wheels and deals, um, and he didn't bring in he didn't bring in uh, Andres Townsend. It, it, to me, it's a definitely interesting link, and I think the fact that it's always been even uh, Lee Ryder says he's looking to bring one player in. I, I think it would be tremendous, Philip, if we if we did bring in uh, those players, but I can't see it being uh, Will, Will Wilson from uh, Bournemouth because. You know he's had two injuries, hasn't he, Neil? He's had two ACL injuries, and um, he's had a couple, hasn't he? I think he has had a couple of nasty ones. But yeah, so I think they're being a bit careful with him. If they're going to sell him, they would probably sell him in the in the summer. Uh, obviously, you saw the goals. I think uh, one of I think we've been a bit critical of Ayuzi Perez. 
um, in the, the team. Crosses, one of the best crosses I've seen since Mel Barcher Solano. I mean, it reminded me so much of the yeah. kind of deft touch that he used to have. And of course, we're talking about old school magpies today with, you know, talking about Craig Bellamy too. It's, mm. uh, it's kind of nice to see some of that, some of that flair and play. It was, uh, as soon as he did it, I was going, he just did that. He, he just, he just <laughs> did that. He just made that cross. I mean, that was just, uh, you could tell that, uh, you know, the Brentford was just as shocked, you know, whenever they saw the cross come in from his end, from the, you know, from his end step uh, inside of his foot, it was, uh, it was fantastic. And <clears throat> it was, it's uh, Murphy, had a quote or something I've read where he goes, I don't know what it is. I just always score against Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the guy. You know, this is the guy you want for the championship. Mm. He's been here. He understands these grounds. He understands the physical play. Mm. He's just going to get after it. And I, I think that uh, he may end up being. You know, that's why. That's why when Rafa Benitez signed him during the, in, in, in August, and we were in the summer, we were like, why the heck is he signing another striker when he already when he already has all these other guys? Well, that's why, because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I mean, let's be honest. Our boy Mitrovic hasn't really performed, except for you know, except for in his celebration. You know, his celebrations are fantastic. If too bad we can't get gold out of the celebrations. We would be doing really, really well. And I like Mitrovic. I think Mitrovic does a good job holding the ball up. I think he creates play. But uh, sometimes you just need someone who puts the ball in the back of the net, and that's uh, and that's what and that's what uh, since Murphy's really, really good at. I think with the fact that Gale's obviously out. That would I would love to see that partnership just to see them two together, and we you know we we, we hit them on the wings, but unfortunately Mitrovic is obviously out. I would probably suggest that Gash. Well, I think Neil might know a thing about Gashes. When you saw that Gash, Yay. what did you think um, weeks wise? Because that that that's not that's not something that to me is a three week job to come back from. It. Depends on the depth of the cut, whether they're being able to um, do internal stitching. Depends on how they've had then how to layer the muscle tissue, um, and also then going to depend on his own individual healing time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's an out, outside chance it could be three weeks. Mm. It could be. Um, it really does depend on the. The, the genuine depth, how clean it is, have that removed tissue from the edge, have that to get, um, there'll no doubt will have been impacted, stuff inside, grit and bits of rubbish that they've had to then flush out. Um, uh, they're quite variable. It also depends on, on what part of the leg it is. Is it a part that's reasonably static or is it a part that's been bent constantly? Because that all affects healing times. And mm. so... Um, without knowing the specifics, if they're saying three weeks, I think we're going to take that at face value. Uh, Mitrovic will probably be saying two weeks because he's like that. He'll be mm-hmm. champing it a bit. And we've got to be careful not to bring him back too quick because that's also a recipe for <coughs> further muscular injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think three weeks isn't unreasonable if things are favourable surgically. Do you, well, yeah, interesting. Well, do you think Newcastle need to bring in players, Chris, with with this window? Considering that you know we we did think, considering with the the excesses of um, Shelby amongst others, that we may, and plus players away, that there would, there would definitely be a necessity. And the noise regarding Cleverly was just that noise. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I mean, it's uh, you, you you get a squad for depth. 
and uh, Newcastle has the depth, and it's now being tested. It's just it's being tested. It's a uh, <clears throat> I would like I said I love Townsend. Um, I've heard about uh, I've heard about McCarthy from Everton as a possibility. You know, there's rumors galore. I ask I mean honestly, guys, I'm to the point now that I hate January with regards to this because every single day Newcastle's always rumored with a player, and I just think it's ridiculous. Just get on the feet, get on the pitch, play, win the win matches. If a guy comes in, great. If he doesn't, it's not that big a deal. Let's keep on keeping on. I mean, the team's on the team's at the top of the table. So it was really weird to hear. I, I wonder if this is Ashley who actually said this, or I mean, or, or I don't know, or what the heck the reporter's doing, putting this out there that he comes out and he wants a new transfer policy and mm-hmm. this and that. I, to me, that just seemed like uh, kind of a. You know, we've the United States. We've found the, the term. It seems like fake news to me. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if. Uh, well, that, that's what we thought. I did. I must admit, I, I did think it was a bit odd. And I know Neil's um, already given his views on the subject regarding um, this guy who's had certain stories on on Newcastle in the past. Um, but really, when it comes down to that, the news in in respect has been confirmed. They're not saying the story is correct. They're just saying that um, at various news hours are saying that talks uh, have been with with Magashi and Rafa Benitez and Lee Charnley regarding um, talks. And but nobody can really know because you know there's never been a quote anywhere regarding Magashi whether this came up that a transfer policy has been. Uh, implemented, told by the owner, um, so we don't know really. And I think that's that was that's the beauty of that story. He just he doesn't have to come up with anything. All he's said is he's come out and said something, and it's been confirmed that talks and and co- talks are still in place regarding meetings regarding Newcastle United. Um, I think we'll, we'll find out more from Benitez, who's the the arch. When it, if he's got something on his mind. And he wants to put it out there. He'll put it out there. But as Neil said earlier, if he was going to up sticks and it was something really, really serious, then I think that a lot of it. Well, you know what papers are like, Chris. Uh, when it comes to the, and Neil mentioned this earlier too. When when he said um, that, um, you know, they're supposed to have a special arrangement with Newcastle with regard to media partnerships. And at the time, went down like a lead balloon. The fact that this last season that this could be in place. Now, now there's been something going on in the background. Um, that the fact that they they're not happy about that, um, or it's it hasn't taken place, or they're not paying the money. That's the beauty about journalism. They they just <laughs> you know you can you can say that meeting's taking place, but he in lots of respects he's just confirmed. Um, that it, that means have taken place, and he's he's but he's put a bit of um, meat on the bone uh, to to do exactly what it's caused. Yeah, but guys, here's the deal: as a journalist, and you guys know I am one. What's hmm. the number one thing that this story is missing? What a direct actually quote. Quotation yeah. mark. Hmm. I am sick and tired of reading stuff about about my club without any quotes. I'm sick of writers. I don't. I don't think a writer should be allowed to put a story out that doesn't have a source, or two, or three, or four. I just think I, I, it's a waste of everybody's time to put this out without any quotations, without any sources. 
this is this one man's opinion, and maybe he's people on the inside. I don't care if people don't want to if they don't want to come out and actually say it. Then it I don't I don't think it's worth our time. I really don't. I, I think it was it was it is completely. I hope it hasn't unsettled the club or the fans. I know it unsettled me. I was pretty pissed mm. when I you know when I read it because I was like, what the heck is my? All it was was Mike Ashley was at a match. He is allowed to go watch a match. This is his team. And and because he's had a match, this story comes out. I mean, to me, it seemed like a completely fabricated piece of garbage. That uh, not to sound like Donald Trump, but you know what I mean. It was uh, it was it, it, to me. I just I just thought it was ridiculous. But we'll see. I mean, Mike Ashley is he? You know, he is uh, he's a bombed the team before. So let's see if he's going to try to do it again when they're finally seem like they got things going in the right direction. Neil, probably going to agree with that, are you? Um, pretty much. Whatever Chris said, I'm right there with you. <laughs> so, are, are you? What's your thoughts for, for Wednesday? Um, you know, it, it looks like it's going to be well. A lot of a lot of the the second team are going to be playing that that game because you got Gales out. Obviously, well, you got Anita out. God, there's so many out, isn't it? Really, but um, I, I would rather see. The team with these players who are so desperate to play, be involved. In the team, you know, uh, Shelby probably, as Neil probably suggested, he might get an hour, but he definitely won't play Murphy. I'll be shocked if he plays Murphy. But I think with Murphy being a bit older, I think he may, he may need to play because um, you're going to be looking at, well, who's he going to play? Who, who do you think he's going to play on Wednesday? Cause even I'm struggling with all the injuries and the players in the African nations that he'll actually play. Yeah. I'm calling uh, guys. Chris, Yosi gets a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> the guy hasn't scored a goal all year, but he's going to get a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think I think that's probably the, the good the good thing. I'm just, I'm just I am I just hope we do get more players in. I, I think we need to me a, a topping up and a bit more. You know, up yours the championship when you cast United. We are a big club. We're going to show it. I, I really do hope that we do bring in at least two or three players because I don't think we can rely on Shelby to go the, you know, to go the season. And I don't think there's a like this in that team in that squad. There's no way a like a like for like replacement for John Joe Shelby. There isn't. We complain long and hard about it when we have callback in that team. Or you have Teoti in that team, or Hayden in that team, who's who's also out. So you know, I, I that's the thing. The the reason I was quite happy with Newcastle being linked with Cleverly was the fact that he is something different. He can he can create. He's been in that league before, and the fact that we're just gonna you know not do anything and. Um, it could be linked to to news regarding Magash. I think we need to, as a club, to 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 make a statement. And even if it's late in the window, um, the, the key thing is if we keep on winning, it won't matter, will it, Chris? Yeah, I mean the guys just need to kick on and just win. I mean, we we've talked about right now. It's the FA Cup. It's a chance. It's at home. You know, they Birmingham. You know, they kind of found a way to get you know get out of there and get the tie. You know, to get the draw. I think this is a chance for Newcastle to win. I really. This is one of those games, one of those matches that we really don't care who scores or how they do it. Let's just let's, let's kick on, let's get the victory, and then that way we can go into a 
that you know, going to the weekend, you'll be you'll back into the league season with some uh, with some momentum. I mean, this is a chance. I, I'd love to honestly name you names of players I think are going to play, but when we're start talking. We're talking about the second team in Newcastle. I don't know a lot of these guys. I don't watch mm-hmm. the reserve matches like you guys, or I don't get a chance to. So I usually only see the guys once they finally come up to the big club and they're on TV, or we can listen to them on radio. So it, it'll be interesting to see some of these names. I've I mean, I know I've heard of prospects and, and young kids that have really uh, shined for Newcastle. Maybe this is their chance to, to do it, you know, on the big stage at St. James Park. Yeah, let, let's hopefully. Let's get to the NFL. Obviously, we always have a bit of a talk about it. I did watch the, the match last night. Uh, great game, I've got to tell you. I, I was actually. Best, it's one of the best games. It's probably one of the best games I've ever seen. And here's the thing this is what sucks about being a Dallas Cowboys fan is that whenever Dallas loses, they lose spectacularly. It's not like it, – it, yeah, they rip your heart out when they lose. You know, like a, a, an interception in the end zone with four years ago against the Giants, knock them out of the playoffs. We all know about the stupid catch, you know, that the 49ers did against Dallas in 1980, you know, when I was, a, when I was just a toddler and I was crying after Dallas lost, you know, in that, in that game. Um, and of course, you know the Ice Bowl. You know when Dallas mm-hmm. loses to Green Bay on the on the you know, on the one yard line. I mean, when they've lost in the playoffs, it's usually a spectacular loss. I, it's funny though. I, I was talking. My wife and I we're sitting there watching the game. And of course, as the game's going on, and they're down twenty one to three, and then they're down twenty eight to thirteen. And I'm thinking, I'm like, this is it. It's over. If you'd have told me that Dallas would have had a chance to be kicking field goals at the end, I would have taken that in a million years. Mm. But Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and man, did he show it. But Dallas also doesn't have any defense, and mm. you got to have somebody like a Demarcus Ware or someone who can put some pressure on the quarterback in a time like that, and you got to have corners that can lock up. But he made an unbelievable throw. It was, I mean, have, I, guys, I've been watching football a long time. I, that throw's unreal. 30 yards on a line right there at the sideline, you know, when it's all, when it's all on the line. I mean, it, uh, it was an unbelievable play, and it sucks. My team's out of the playoffs, but I think we've got two, we've got two, pretty, good, uh, we've got pretty, two pretty good championship games now to look forward to, some high-scoring games, some great quarterbacks. And I'll tell you right now, uh, Neil, and I think you probably agree, or Andrew, Dallas I think is set up for a long time. I'd be worried about the Cowboys from this point forward because now they're going to go in the draft and they're going to go get – cover corners, and defensive linemen. They've already got the offensive line, the receivers, the quarterback, and the running back. And, uh, and they've got the mentality back. I- I'd be worried about that if I, if I was the rest of uh, the NFC East right now. Neil? Mm-hmm. What do you think about Dallas? The thing is, Dallas to me, it's a, they are the Manchester United of the NFL. They've always been that no, way. The, they just no, haven't no, been no, run no, like no. it. They're the, they're the Newcastle United of the NFL. Because oh, fans that's love them, they're an amazing team, but they haven't done anything in like 20 years. Yeah, you know, Manchester United yeah. won titles, so I can't compare the Dallas Cowboys. Now you can want to you want to talk about popularity, then yeah. I can compare Manchester United. To yeah, Dallas. that's what, that's what I meant. I'm yeah. talking about they're like the Chicago freaking Cubs. You know, like Newcastle is like the Chicago Cubs. I, I kind of liken the Cowboys, you know, to that right now. It's been 20 something years. There's kids that have been born, you know, that have been born that didn't even know Dallas has ever won a playoff game. Yeah, and that's kind of how that's kind of how Newcastle is. I mean, guys, it's weird when you talk to me that Newcastle's ever won a title because mm. it happened way before I was born. Mm. So to me, um, that's kind of how I see. It. But yet, Newcastle has loved the world over. What one of the 19th richest clubs in the entire world? And they're playing. 
they've got to be Newcastle has to be the only club I think in the entire world that's rated 19th that's in the championship that's in the second division that just shows you how how you know just shows you the power of Newcastle United now eventually they're going to reward us and give us a give us a title give us a trophy that's exactly kind of how I feel about the Cowboys mm. I have to say was it it was an interesting game I think um, I must admit when I saw him call, call that time out and he had already kicked it and he had to kick it again I, I was so angry I must admit, and I thought oh god but we all, we all know what goes on I don't think it should actually but anyway um, when you it's, see it's, it's a horrible rule that they've it's got to terrible they're allowed to do that like, I'm, well, I'm sitting there in my living room going he's going to make him kick it twice <laughs> he's going to have to make it both times. There's no way they're going to call it time out when he kicks. But to give Crosby credit, I mean, golly, that's a long kick, <clears throat> and he mm. drilled it. Mm. So it's, but yeah. Anyway, so I, uh, it was funny. Jana and I were sitting in the living room last night, and you know, you're heartbroken that Dallas lost, but the way they lost, even though it sucks, it gives me future. It gives it gives me promise and hope. You know what? This team's pretty darn good. I mean, they. You know, I think that they're going to be good. If they'd have lost like thirty-one to three or something, I've been the one that you know. Then we'd all be talking Romo and wanting to know why and this and that. There was no Romo talk at all. That was an unbelievable mm-hmm. game. Dak Ezekiel Elliott are awesome. It uh, it just you know it just didn't happen. I mean, they ran into Aaron Rodgers. Someone said uh, one of the radio guys. Someone said today that uh, Aaron Rodgers reminded him of Sandy Koufax you know, for the Dodgers. So I never got a chance to see, but I heard he's one of the greatest pitchers ever, where it really didn't matter what the other team had. They had Sandy Koufax. So the Dodgers were going to win the World Series. You know, they were going to win. And that's kind of how Aaron Rod- – I could see Aaron Rodgers going and doing – I could see Aaron Rodgers running this whole table. It'd be, you know, being Tom Brady for the Patriots and Aaron Rodgers for the Packers in the Super Bowl. And uh, I think that'd be a heck of a Super Bowl. Who have they got next? Atlanta. They got to go. They got to go to Atlanta and play Matt and uh, play Matt Ryan. They're beating up. They're gonna. They're beating up. They're gonna lose. Pick the Steelers. I mean, I picked the Steelers to beat the Chiefs. Remember last week because yeah, I didn't, just didn't that think one. that Alex Smith had enough offense to beat mm. what Ben Roethlisberger was gonna do. And would they kick six field goals in one? That's kind of <laughs> yeah. a Chiefs. The Chiefs yeah. lost six field goals. Well, the af- the afterwards event of the <laughs> of of Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> when the call the calling the Patriots names was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Call them an arsehole. Brilliant. Can't beat that for Facebook Live, I tell you. Brilliant. Yeah, well we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, it'll be excellent. Well thanks for coming on, Chris. We'll we'll catch you next week, my friend. Thanks very much. It was a pleasure, guys. Thanks, Chris. Cheers now. Bye bye. Well, great to have Chris calling from, uh, obviously, from, from uh, Dallas. Obviously, a bit upset about last night, but as ever, still a pro. Well, good evening to the last caller this evening. It's with John, you Cashnade fan. Good evening, John. How are you? Good evening, Andrew, Neil, and you as. How are you doing? You good? Good evening, John. Aye, not too bad. Well, I, I, I think you were the one that brought to my attention this story on, on my cashy. So tell me. Um, you wanted the guy to come on the show. I did ask him, as you could tell by my, to come on there. I don't think he would have done very well if he had come on, to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> uh, what, what was your immediate thoughts and obviously the fallout since then and uh, kind of a story that's become a, a story in itself, which is not really a, a story, but um, it is. But, uh, but tell me what your thoughts are. Right. Um, 
well, basically, I mean, um, I don't know why the mirror does this, I mean, you don't know what I mean, we're going so well in the league, right, at the top of the table, right, having a good season, right, and, mm-hmm. and then to come out with stories like this, it's just totally unnecessary. I mean, I, personally, I don't believe it in the first place because it's, no, it's not, um, what's one looking for? It's just, there's just, actually, no quotes and that really starts being made up because the guy, Neil Moxley, who wrote the story, he's an Aston Villa fan. Maybe he's probably a bit too jealous. Maybe he's been out drinking his mitts or he decides to write, this, write a loot like, you know? Mm. But, um, nah, I mean... I can't take him seriously at all, whatsoever, that sort of thing. But um, when I posted on Twitter, sort of thing, um, sort of obvious to read it, I was told by a couple of people take no notice of them, sort of thing. It's just an absolute poor, poor journalism, sort of thing. So I had a few people trying to say, don't worry about it, it's all nice, sort of thing. But am I worried about it? Well, not really. But he doesn't have to do things like that, do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you just don't need to do things like we're doing well, man. You don't. Yeah, I think, you know, it's served its purpose, hasn't it? It's got, it's, it's got everybody, you know, all the, the Northeast journalists have come out and said, yes, there's meetings and there's still meetings taking place. So, you know, it's Mike Ashley's club. Um, I think the fact that he, he, he wrote it and he's had, he's had some kind of push back to say, well, okay, um, there is a, there are meetings taking place, but you know it's a, it, it is the transfer window. I think the one thing it does, mm. uh, I, I, as I said earlier to Neil, obviously we, we disagree on a few of the things, but when it comes to Mike Ashley, um, he is what he is, right? He's never he's never changed yeah. <laughs> from the time that he yeah. come in, from the time that he be that he's he'll be kicked out, he'll be he'll leave with uh, not much. Um, consideration from any from most Newcastle fans but like the thing is you know he it is it is not it's it's not good for him anyway from to for him to say right I want to do this I want to do that the club is the club is run being run very very well by an expert he's always said he wanted an expert to run that to run us he's got the expert you know any anybody that anybody that comes to buy the club has got a person, a, a Champions League winner, so it, it doesn't matter how much it's going to it cost to buy the club from Mike Ashley, because he will sell it eventually. It's obvious he will sell it. So any bad publicity for Newcastle United is is, is should always hit him in the pocket and the affection of the team of 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 the fans. It, that story has been fed. It's come out for some reason. You know, mm-hmm. the, it, it's on the back of something. Some, you know, you, the, the one thing I noticed again, you've got these Keith Bishop. Um, so you never know. <laughs> it, 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 it could be, be sending a message. They could be sending a message to Rafa Benitez, or it could be because his PR does what does their PR. You I don't know. I have, to agree with, I have to agree with that, Mike. Um, yeah, I would have to agree with that sort of thing. I mean, Mike Cashley, you just don't know what he's going to do, don't you? Mm. You really don't. He's, he's a bit, of, for me, he's a bit, um, bit of a snake at times. I will mm. say that. You, you just know what's going to happen from one day to the next. And he doesn't need to change things. Like I just said itself, it's running well. Okay. The club is going fantastic, right? Rafa's done a fantastic job. The team's doing great at the top of the table. I mean, 
why has it come out if it's true and having to change things over again? He doesn't have to do that, you know? Mm. But I hope he doesn't because, um, you know, like you said, you've got a world-class manager there, Champions League against the sort of thing. This club, if we get up to the Premier League, I think you're going to go places. I really do. I said this before, we are going to go places. Players do want to come here and play for Rafa. So hopefully, I hope Mike Cash doesn't do anything stupid now, right, and just leave it as it is. If it ends book, I fix it. Because, you know, on the back of it, we had a great win on Saturday. Treme- the, the two goals that were scored were tremendous, weren't they, John? They were absolutely yeah. beautiful to watch. Oh, fantastic goals. I mean, Gail took his goals well. And as for Perez, I mean, I have been slating him, man. I'm not going to lie. He's, I have been urging to do more and more and more and start showing his, his ability. I mean, what a cross to the ice, so his right foot sort of thing, straight on Murphy's head and into the back of the net. It was an absolute, it wasn't just a goal. It was just the way um, Darrell controlled that ball of his head. So it's brilliant, absolutely fantastic. And, you know, and 2 up. I mean, it wasn't safe. But, I mean, Brentford, I mean, credit to them. They fought and they fought and they fought. They had a, they gave it a right go. We've been lucky. And talking of our defence, right, our defence is still an issue, right? Mm, I mean, obviously, that is still an issue. I mean, Lascelles is not playing well at all whatsoever. I don't know what's up with him. I think standards dropping. I said this to you before. Dummett's contributions and uh, distribution is absolutely poor again. He hits the ball long to no one. His crosses are poor. He cannot tackle. And um, it just seems to go by. But Kieran Clark, I mean, he's the best out of the best out of the bunch at the back. I mean, he's cool, calm, collective. I love this guy. He should be captain because he's a tacker as well. And he go really, ahead. really misses, um, do a bad Neil? pass sort of thing. Go ahead, Dick. You've got go to, ahead, Neil. Remember, got to remember, though, John, the yeah. is still a, still a young man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Do go through, yeah. do go through cycles. And he's carrying the, carrying the captain's armband very well. And, and he's still coming out and saying the right things and behaving the right way. And I, and yeah, I think yeah. that's, that's what you've got to look at bigger picture. I know... I hear what you're saying no, about, yeah. about, about, about patchy form. Um, it, it's a tough one, but I think we've got to, we just have to stick with it. I think it, it is a club. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. For, I mean, for, my, for my money here, yeah, and, and I'd be looking, using this example of what they've done with the mirror and, and what mm. have you, and, and using that as a, right, let's, let's, let's just circle the wagons, let's, let's pull up the drawbridge and it's us against the world and bring it on mm-hmm. uh, and there's lots of things like that we could use um, and I'm damn sure that, that Rafa will use all of them yeah that's, a, that's the thing I was going to say John I think yeah I think he's, I we've both noticed he has definitely been he's definitely gone down a little bit but the thing is about Rafa he won't hesitate he won't he won't hesitate and the thing is he's proved it at the start of the season I think he'll probably give him more leeway but he has because he normally gives the cells. Oh, he normally get if he has two bad games, he does normally change him. And I think he's at that, he's at that precipice now, where he's you know I think I'd be surprised if he plays on Wednesday. I must admit I think he'll get he put Hanley in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, there's going to be whole there's going to be wholesale changes. But the fact the fact is is you know now. With the players that have uh, they've left, th- there can be more um, changes in the team. I think Dummett, you know, I don't think it. I don't think it, even. If, I don't think it matters too much if Dummett has a bad game. I would suggest he bring him off in the game, but he plays in every game, John. 
yeah, he plays in the game because no one else is there at the minute. But uh, yeah. look, I'm not. I'm, I'm just collecting the cells. It's like I'm not. I'm not having a go at the cells. I'm no, not dating no. him right. Oh. But I'm only being honest with what I've seen him for the last couple of games. And mm. I'm only saying, in my opinion, he's just not been performing, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? But he will come mm. back because he's like Neil said, he's young. And he's and he's only what twenty three, twenty three, and he will. Mm. The lad will get better and better and better. I mean, mm. I really hope he does. And, and I've got to believe in Rafa because your mouth's gonna be good. He's gonna be good, but mm. he'll come back. But um, going back on Summit sort of thing. I mean, Rafa seems to like him all the time, but I do like to Lassar have a go on Wednesday. See what yeah, he's he... back. You know, what I mean, I think he'll play on Wednesday. I really do. I think um, the one the one player who's now. Has to do it on the pitch, and he has to do it. Is Perez? I think Perez, with the fact that you've got Gale out, and the, t- the by all accounts today's news of the the team are very upset that Gale is out for the next. Mm. Well, you've got to think three games. I would suggest could be could be more if it's four week mm. job. Mm. So, so I think with with Perez, we you know we we. He's got he's got so many limitations as a as a player. Um, I, 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 when I saw him on Saturday, I don't know what you thought, Neil? Or, or first, Neil? But did, do you think he looks like he's bugged up a little bit more, Neil? To you? Well, I, I, um, I think that's inevitably going to happen. Um, I, I think with the way that Rafael be working, I'm quite sure he's looking at how can he improve everybody in every way, and he's also he's mm. still. A young man coming through through his game. Yes, he is going to bulk up still a little. Mm. Um, I thought he he, he he was inspirational in, in moments during the game, but not consistently all the way through. As I said right right at the start, that that ball the outside of the foot though was was superb. And that's what we need more of. We need to see more of that and, and less of the the little stick man that gets pushed off the ball. Mm. Yeah, John did. There's the one thing that annoyed me more than anything. He was in on goal again, and mm. he he missed from quite close range, didn't he? Like, got, to, got to be in the right place to make he, the chances. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he goes chances he, rather than not getting the chances at all. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree, but I just think he, he he just getting them positions where, you know, um, the the dink over, you know, he. he Spanish players are known for on the they just they're quite ingenious the way they get through. I think it's to do with confidence as well. I think maybe that's what maybe that's I think that it could be linked to that because he hasn't scored. I don't think he scored that many goals this season so far, but he hasn't had many starts because you know the fact of each frame. But I think I think he has to take his chance in the next couple of games to really put a marker down that he should play because it's, it's it's all out there for him. If he's going to be, you know, yeah. I, I don't think there's much going to change in that team. I think he'll just put Perez, in, he'll put Perez on instead of in Gale, John. That's what I'm thinking as well. I mean, he just to himself, he's got, he's got a shoot now, like he's got about four games or he's got the time before Gale comes back. I mean, look, he's got the ability, right? Mm. I do like Perez, I do like him, but... For me, I just think he's a little bit lightweight. But if he's going to have to play him, he's going to have to play him. But I want him to do so well. I want to score some more goals and that sort of thing. He has been scoring the fleet. But he's a little bit lightweight. And mm. he gets knocked off the ball so easily. And that's really worried, you know what I mean? But I hope I, I mean, I hope he does well when he does get paid to play up front. And um, 
like you say, he needs to um, get the ball. When it goes to getting in great positions, he's got to wheel it up ball and sort of thing. Not doing anything. Fans like digging over the keeper, trying to be clever. Just smash it home. Smash it mm. home, that's all he's got to do. And mm. if he does that sort of thing, then great. Then he'll play well. But I, I will get behind him. Well, we always do. Yeah. It's about time. But yeah. about time, he's got to sure his true potential. He has to. Because if he doesn't, then I'm afraid we're going to have a problem. I do think that the link with um, I think the link with Townsend would be pretty good because um, I, f- I forgot the guy's name from Bournemouth, so we came from Bournemouth. Callum. Um, no, Callum. Not Callum. No, no, the player that we've got, um, he hasn't been playing well the last couple of games um, on the on his left hand side. Uh, he, he came from Bournemouth. Obviously, I can't remember his name now. It's just gone from my head. But um, I think the I think with the addition of Townsend, if he can, if he if 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 it is true that he might be coming back, I think I'd be welcome. I think it would rejuvenate the team, and you know the fact that we can mix and match with pace. That's the that's the key thing about it. I think um, he would bring that dyna, dynamism, and it would it would again set on a marker to the championship that we're coming. You know, there's a reason why we're top of the league because we we can. We can bring in the top cap plus players, and we're, we're, if we do go up, then you know we'll try and um, make a difference in the Premier League. But um, what's your thought for Wednesday before we, before we have to end the show, John? Um, I think um, we're going to be okay, Ashley, because um, there's not going to be many goals in this. If I'm honest with you, I'm going to say two nil to us, right? But I don't think we're going to play four power. We can't afford to because we've got so many injuries, right? Mm-hmm. And we've got, um, we haven't got um, enough players to play with. But I'll be happy for a win on Wednesday, right? And I mm-hmm. think um, Perez, fingers crossed, we're still the show. Yeah, good call, good call. Well, thanks for coming on, John. Been a good, thanks for coming on this evening. And we'll, we'll catch you next week on next week's show, okay? Thank you very much, man. Cheers, Neil. Cheers, Cheers, John. Cheers, Cheers, John. Take Cheers, care, John. Take care, mate. I know. Well, a great show. I didn't. I was only planning to do an hour tonight, but it's been great. Everybody's come on. Thanks again to my co-colleague Neil Mitchell in Dubai. Always good crack, mate. All right, mate. And I was obviously I've picked it in a minute, but thanks so much for leaving for Toon Talk. Catch us at www.toontalk.co.uk, and I'll obviously be on Twitter and Facebook, LinkedIn. Well, post the link, and you can also go um, to. Uh, iTunes and under Toon Talk, and you can listen back on the podcast to us from iTunes at any given time from this evening. So thanks everybody for a great show on Toon Talk. Thanks now. Bye bye.